What is it called? <laughs> what is what called? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> Listening to Entertainment Landfill, film, television, pop culture. It's where you find it. I want you to meet Sean Dudley. Hi, welcome. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Um, well, I'm, my name's Dud. Uh-huh. Uh, I grew up around here. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just sort of kind of doing my thing, I guess. So. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> glad you're here. Uh, ring the bells in pan, and we'll. Uh, my, uh, my dad uh, owned a, a pool shop. I, I worked there my whole life. I used to do maintenance all over town. It was it was pretty great. <laughs> and then last year, I took a surf trip to Nicaragua, and I got bit by a snake, and. I almost died, and the, the the wound it never really healed right, so I can't really surf anymore. Really do any of the things that I used to do. And then about a month after I got back from my trip, uh, my dad went body surfing, and he drowned, and they never found his body. So now it's just me and my sister. She's my twin. Later on, we found out that my dad, he was going broke, so the bank foreclosed on the house, and we had to liquidate the shop. So we lost, well, we lost everything. I guess you could say this year has been kind of a bum ride. <laughs> but then a couple of days ago, I was walking on the, the beach, uh, and, and I found a, a lynx ring and I, I didn't know what it was obviously but then later in the day my car ran out of gas right in front of the lodge so it was it was fate 
And then when Ernie invited me inside, I was standing in the lobby, and I don't know, I, I just, just felt like I was meant to be here. I feel like this place can help me. So, so um, I don't know how else to explain it. You don't have to. I think anyone who's here has felt uh, something like that. It's good to be reminded. Yeah. To dead. Any questions? What is that? That is an overhead projector. Do you ever use it anymore? No, not really. So why don't you just throw it away? Peacemaker. Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. No. And now way. Connection. And? Yes. That is your hand, Nanawe. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Hey everyone! It is I, the Jstrom. Welcome to Entertainment Landfill. I am your host. Of course, on this podcast, we talk about film, television, and pop culture. And we are back with episode 318. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I am not doing this show alone. I am here with Stephen the Pop Culture Zealot. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? Here to my left. Hey, Stephen. How's it going? It's good. Going good. Um, where have you been lately? What uh, parts of the country have you been? Uh, where am I at? Oh, I'm up in Tacoma area, Washington. Do you ever not know where you are? S- um, like while you're working, you're like, wait, where am I? I it usually happens when I wake up kind of startled. <laughs> like I'll wake up and 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 it's happened at home. It's happened on the road. I wake up and I'm like, where look at I? the ho- the hotel room. I'm like, okay, I'm out of town. Where you know, it takes mm-hmm. a few seconds to get the synapses flowing, and it's like, okay, I'm yeah, okay, I know. But at home is really <laughs> weird. When I look around, I'm like going, oh, this is my bed. Okay, cool. I, I can understand that because <laughs> I mean, some mornings I wake up. I'm like, what day is it? Do I gotta get up? Wait. Is this Saturday or is it Monday? Like, literally yesterday, I thought yesterday was Monday. See, last week, we had issues flying. So, I didn't, we were supposed to fly out on Monday and had all these cancellations. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't fly out till Tuesday. We have to go to, uh, we're at an army base, so we have to go sign in all these papers. An you army know. base? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so, um, by the time we land and, you know, we're, we have to, there's no rental cars at the airport, so we have to take a half hour Uber ride up to downtown Seattle to get a, a car, drive back down two hours to the hospital. So we're, it's quite a distance to drive. Our, By the time we got there, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. Are military bases masks everywhere? Or is, uh, um, 
on, on well, I don't I don't know about everywhere because I'm only in the in the hospital on the hospital, and, okay. and it is yeah everywhere. Um, haven't been really anywhere but the hospital. I mean, you drive in, go straight there, and I think the base is basically on the other side of the highway. We're on the hospital side, so it might be separated. I don't know. I don't know that much about it. Just where I go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Have you? You've. You're still going to movie theaters, right? Yes, I've been a few times. And uh, is it usually pretty empty? Um, not as full as it norm has, you know has been. Have you been into a packed theater yet? No. Because I wonder what. Do you ever like see like events on TV, a sporting event, or? Uh, the Olympics, and you just see crowds of people. The Olympics, you know, there was, weren't was there weren't zero. Yeah, there were zero crowds. Well, I say zero, but there was only La- family members or last coaches. night they had the Field of Dreams baseball game. Yes, like where and it place was jam packed, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and I'm just like thinking to myself, like, yeah, okay, okay. But here's the thing: I don't want to do that. You know, mm. I'm not ready to do that. And we've talked about this before, but I haven't gone back to the movies yet. Right. And I'm wondering, when am I? Right. And I don't know. When am I going? Because here's the thing. This is just the way my mind works. And I I know either you can be... There's a a fine line between carelessness and caring too much or being too cautious. Or maybe there's not. I don't know. But do you think about COVID floating in the air while you're watching the movie? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not really. No. Like you see, the I'm on the dust, back. I'm on look, the, like you normal. We're on the back row. You look up at so, the projector and you see all that dust. You're like, there could be COVID <laughs> particles floating there. You know, it's dust, but yeah. And COVID doesn't attach itself to the dust and fly around the room, right? Not that we're aware of. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's I heard. Yeah, I remember back when the COVID first started. I remember somebody saying like, "Should I run my air conditioner?" Does it, what pulls COVID from outside? It's like, I don't think that's how air conditioners work. No. It doesn't suck in your neighbor's air and blow it in your house. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty funny. Because you do, like, when it was first around and you're not sure about everything, yes. the, you know, you're wiping down everything. Or, and uh, there's... I, I wash my hands a lot mm-hmm. last year. Oh, yes, year. So I. Oh, I still do. Well, I mean, I'm just saying... Right at the beginning, you know, it's like I open doors with tissues and throw those away. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't touch anything bare hand. I try not to anyways. Yeah. Like I have a pair of shoes for inside and I have a pair of shoes for outside. Like when I go to the store and I come home, I leave my shoes in the walkway, that kind of thing. Because uh, I'm just like, you know, all these people, they have, they've got COVID. They're all infected. <laughs> you and, know, it's- and then I, 99% of the time I use the my knuckle to push an elevator button. I won't Mm -hmm. use my tip of my index or any of my fingertips to, and I try to do it with the, with my knuckle. I have these alcohol wipes when I, uh, pump gas. And if I've got a tool, I'll push it with my screwdriver or Mm -hmm. something. It's like, well, you know, like when you handle something that a lot of people are touching, like gas pumps, buttons yeah. and stuff like that, like I'm always like cleaning my hands. Like I'm not going to touch my steering wheel without cleaning my hands or whatever. Uh, so this has been great for me, being uh, psychotic. <laughs> Your cleanliness. Uh, a lot of when you look at the outside world and you see it going insane or uh, it's just depressing. 
I like to escape into another reality because, uh, because it's too depressing. It becomes too much. Or, you know, like I become obsessed with something or I go down a rabbit hole. Like, yeah. what was that one show? Yeah. Oh, let me look on IMDb. Oh, yeah. I wonder what happened to that actor. And then you're reading and you're like, oh, my God, he was in this. Whatever happened to him or whatever. And you just occupies your mind, keeps it busy. We're not thinking about that stuff. One thing I've been doing lately is uh, going on uh, YouTube and looking at people's home theater walkthroughs. Uh, you know, like, okay. oh, this is my home theater. This is my modest home theater. And what's funny is there's always something that's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then there's stuff that's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. You know, like, no, I don't like that. There's a thing here that a trend, I guess I should say. A lot of people like to have oh first of all if i had a dedicated room that was my home theater i wouldn't have a popcorn machine inside the theater next to the screen that would be outside the theater you know you'd make popcorn and bring it in so some people they're put bringing all of their stuff in the theater like i've got my popcorn machine here and so i've you got want the whole thing that just I'll say reek of old popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, you know what I'm saying. Goes, you know that goes in the pantry or in the uh, the kitchenette or something. You know. Yeah. If if I'm rich and I have a basement theater, I'm gonna have a a place outside the theater where the popcorn machine goes. <laughs> You're <laughs> but, gonna have a concession stand. <laughs> but a lot of yeah, a lot of people have movie posters too. But I keep seeing it over and over again, and this is fine. I'm going to sound judgmental, which I'm not. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just like, that's not what I would do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's Marvel posters everywhere. Like, you got the Avengers, you got, you know, Ant-Man, or you got Captain America. And they even, like, they mix it up. I got uh Justice League. I got, you know, Man of Steel. And I'm like... There are other movies than comic book movies, people. I mean, it's fine. I get it. The Marvel movies are really exciting and stuff, but there's other movies, guys. And I can understand if you're of the generation where Marvel movies started coming out and you were 10 or something. But if you're the same age as me, like, <laughs> did, did you watch movies before the Marvel movies came out? You know, and I just, and I think about what movie posters I would have. Because some of my favorite movies may not have a great poster that I want to look at. Some, you know, one like, you know, the Goonies. last show, the last show we were talking, any Drew Struzan artwork, that's gold, you know, like, uh, any uh, Indiana Jones or, you know, Back to the Future, Goonies, you know, Drew Struzan. But I, even, have you ever seen the painted Road Warrior one where you see the truck and then the the side of uh, Wes's arm and Max's arm on either side? Yeah, have you ever yeah. seen that one? It's beautiful. Uh, or, you know, a Blade Runner poster. Dark Man. Of course. Gotta have the Dark Man. <laughs> and I was just wondering if you had one of these theaters. Oh, I think I, I fr freeze-framed it just... This guy in his theater, he's got, look, he's got Avengers, Endgame, Infinity War, and he's got uh, BVS, Batman versus Superman. Can't tell what that one is. Uh, but, you know, he's got all the, the shells with tchotchkes in the theater, you know? 
And right, so what do you think my number one poster would be? It'd be Jaws. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be the the classic yes. face swimming up and the woman on top yes. thing. Okay. What would another one be? Um, Secondary movie poster. Oh, geez. Um, I might go with the classic Star Wars. Nice, yes. The, the original Star Wars poster. The one with the characters or one with just the word Star Wars? Oh, no, the characters. I like those. Remember when the special editions came out and those mm-hmm. really beautiful posters came out? Mm-hmm. I mean, special edition movies, I'm not so much, but the special edition posters were beautiful. Yeah. I think. So, yeah, um, Star Wars, let's see, geez, I, I would probably go with the same thing, a Road Warrior, mm-hmm. um, trying to think of some classics that I would... I was thinking even, like, Willy Wonka. Wonder yeah, what, that would be cool. I wonder what the Willy Wonka one sheet look like. I don't know, they're about to put it in theaters for its 50th nice. anniversary or something. Like this one. Yeah, this one's nice. Bum, 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 bum. I've got the corner take. That's a nice one. The classic one. Scrumdiddlyumptious. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Look, only $875. Nice. <laughs> Steven, money is no expense in this scenario. Well, so. Okay. <laughs> because not only do you have. Do you have the- to have the original movie poster? Or you've got the thing to box to put it in with yeah. the light up. Yeah, they have those. Um, uh, no, I'm just asking you. Do I have the that? original movie poster from? You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's it's this eight hundred seventy five dollar movie poster. We it's robbed, not just we robbed Harry Knowles's it, basement. It's not Spencer's it. roll up poster for seven fifty. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't really care if it's vintage. I mean, that's what I'm asking. I, yeah, it doesn't have to be like signed or anything like that. I just I'm saying about for... signed, but a vintage poster, or is it a replica vintage? It can that... be a replica. It's fine. That is fine. Yeah, but I just see all these guys. They're like, "Here's my home theater, and here's my is Batman there, statue." Is there? <laughs> so, so you say. I'm going to have one vintage, and then the rest can be, but you want to have something that's your f- favorite. Mine would be Jaws, obviously. Yeah, it's funny. Some of my favorite movies, like the Aliens poster is just the word Aliens. It's uh-huh. not that great to look at. You know, I understand mm-hmm. what it is. There's the, I'd probably go with the Ripley one. Uh I'm trying to think of what that looks like. The Aliens, let's see, Aliens one sheet. I'm just curious what this... Yeah, yeah, this one with... Uh, or do you want the one with the green egg? Yeah, I would go with this one with Ripley and Newt. Okay. Not the green egg. I think that's hideous. Um, I understand, you know, the, the alien egg or whatever, but I don't want to look at that on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have enough for you. I'm just saying, I don't think I have any brand new movie posters, like of modern day films. Like, let's see, got my... Uh, Got my Black Widow here, you know. Got my Suicide Squad. Um, I don't want new shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna go back to Gone with the Wind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I might have a Rebel Without a Cause poster. Okay, yeah. I, I probably have that movie poster. That might be the oldest. A Psycho. Yeah, uh, maybe. It would have to be or the Birds. A movie that I'm really. L- 
that I personally mean something to me. I wouldn't want a po- movie poster that I'm just like, eh, about. That's why you I was joking I mean? about the Gone with the Wind. I yeah, knew, yeah. I knew that was... But uh, What about uh, 1989's Batman? Just the bat symbol. June 23rd. Would you have that? Um... I would, that one would be fine. I don't, I don't need the, I wouldn't need the, I, if it was a, a replica, that would be fine. I don't have to have the original of that one. I would want the original Jaws. You know, one that I think I, I'm trying to see if I remember. A newer one that I would like. It's not all that new anymore, but geez, uh, Big Fish, Tim Burton's Big Fish. Right. I was thinking, uh, cause I love, Since um, you mentioned Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good poster. I was wondering what that would be. Like, uh, what's going on? Why isn't That's the one, arms outstretched. And yeah, the, yeah, that's a beautiful poster. The rain. I think I would like that. What Do you remember what the big fish one looks like? Uh, it's the tree. Um, got big fish above it. Oh, okay. It's the words big fish and it's oh, made it's, out it's of in tree. Oh, it's in the tree. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that movie means a lot to you, right? I love that movie. Yes, sixty four ninety nine. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Double sided. It's not setting you back too much. Oh, here's one with you and McGregor where the characters are in clouds. Is that kind of goofy looking? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go for that. Yeah, his smile is deranged in that picture. <laughs> <sighs> but that's just uh, in a, a home theater like that. I would want my theater to look like a theater when I walked in. Yeah. I mean, I can mm. understand if, if I'm not a rich guy and I had the projection and all that, that's fine. And I would have shelves and it would just be a regular room where I'd watch movies and stuff. But if I had a dedicated home theater, I'd want the theater to be inside and all the kind of tchotchkes memorabilia outside. and tchotchkes and statues and stuff. That would be outside. You know, because I see a lot of these people, I can understand why you do it. It's your dedicated room for movies, but it's like, here we, you know, we went to Hobby Lobby and we bought some, uh, some different film stuff. This looks like a giant movie ticket and we hung it on the wall. I'm like, no, get that off of there. It's like, it's so tacky. Here's our fake film reel. Yeah. Here's our film reel. Um, here's our slate. Yeah. We got a slate. You know, (laughs) I have a slate that's going on my homie theaters, uh, Steven. Laughing Boy, scene one. (laughs) No, but uh, that would go outside the theater. But it's funny because just everyone has their own taste. I'd say it'd be like right over the door as you walk in the slate. (laughs) Because that's your take, walking in. I saw one, uh, this guy, he lives in Colorado. And I've seen all of them on on YouTube and I might stumble upon one on accident or something or just word it like home theater walkthrough home theater uh installation home theater you know you just got a word different because they might have posted and worded a certain way but this guy showed that he goes yeah when I moved into my house uh there's a basement but there's also a sub basement and he uh showed a picture of it and it looked like literally you would open the door, there would just be a drop. Yeah. And it was just a big concrete bunker. And he was like, I'm going to turn this into a movie theater. And it took him, I think it was something like six years or something that he'd been working on this. 
And uh, so not a wealthy man to do it all at once. Yeah, he's, yeah. A lot of times people have to pieced do it, it together over over the years. Yeah, and I'd have to find this to show you. But what he created was insanely gorgeous. He even has like he has a kitchenette, and then he has like a door. You open that door, and there's like a hallway with movie posters, and then that goes to the theater. He opens that door. And then you walk down some steps. He said he had, he couldn't put the door right where you open it up and there's steps because he's afraid people would trip and fall in. So he created, uh, he kind of sunk the the hallway uh, back so you walk a few steps then see there's stairs. And uh, he talked about how he wired everything and he built all these things himself. And I was just thinking about, like, what is it? How? I was proud of myself when I built theater you know the i built uh speaker stands out of fo- black foam core <laughs> but this guy like built an entire movie theater under his house yeah. like he's got risers and stuff to put chairs yeah, on and for whatnot. years and uh i liked most of everything he put in there there were some like some of his speaker choices i was like mm, like I kind of want to see the big meaty speaker there. Or would you prefer hidden behind a screen where you don't see it at all? Because when we go to the movies, you see the side speakers a lot of times, but the one behind the screen, I I was going to say kind of a combo. Mm -hmm. I would do a kind of a combo. Like, would you hide the front ones, but see the other ones? Yeah. Like the little, the surround stuff on the side. Mm -hmm. And they're probably a little less conspicuous looking, but they're up there. If he's looked for them, they have, they have in wall speakers now. And, you know, a lot of people will say that they don't sound as good as uh, one, you know. Uh, ones that are boxed and yeah, built that just way. just sitting in your room. Well, the ones that are, bo- I think you could probably kind of, if you put them up there on a bracket, maybe you need to angle them, mm-hmm. you know, to get think, the best sound. I think in walls are fine for surround speakers, but for the front speakers, I want my uh, standing speakers. Because if you get your screen... And, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, like the theater where the speakers are behind, so you yeah. get the the dialogue speakers, the explosion. Yeah. And then and you get the surround coming around from all that. The funniest thing about these walkthroughs, though, is when they're like, I'll show you a demo. And they play a movie, and the camera's sitting there, and it's like, yeah, I'm not getting the effect here, man. Because <laughs> you're, uh, yeah, you're. And the, he'll go up and he goes, check this out. It holds the microphone up to his speaker playing the movie. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting the effect here. Yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't help. Sound comes out of your speaker. I get it. But I'm not, you know, uh, or he's like, check this out. Subwoofer. You see it going and vibrating. It's like, I'm not getting what you're trying yeah, to do. Yeah. I get it. It works. But it, I guess it's just it's supposed to be cool through. that you see it vibrating. But all of these... Videos that guys do the same thing. We're like, here's my subwoofer, check it out. And it's like vibrating. It's like pretty badass, huh? It's like, oh yeah. These dudes love subwoofers, Steven. <laughs> There's guys who's like, yeah, I got a, I got two subwoofers up front and I, I got one in the corner there and one in the right corner there, but I built this special riser. I got three sitting behind me, mounted behind me and I got one up in my attic. And it's pointing straight down, and I got like a fake uh, air conditioner vent where the bass just comes right through that that uh, vent, just right down on top of you. And I'm just like, 
I don't think you need this many subwoofers, man. The people are just kind of go nuts, you know? I, I don't think you need to do that. And some people have literally like their subwoofers for a movie theater. Like it's a gigantic box, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the size of a refrigerator. It's like, yeah, man, this will, uh, shake the foundations of my house. And there's even one guy, he said he has a setting for at night. When he's watching a movie, if his wife texts him, turn the sub off, he has a button that he hits and it'll turn all the bass off the movie. <laughs> I'm like, what's the point of watching it then? But you know, the wives of these men are like, I freaking hate those subwoofers. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole place is shaking. I only turn it down when my walls start cracking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's the thing. I would, I would love to. It's like an that's, earthquake. That's my dream to have a home theater. But there has to be a time where you go, and I can understand equipment advances. Stuff gets better. There was 1080p. Now there's 4K. Mm. Uh, uh, 4K uh, projectors are very expensive right now. Um, eventually, if you bought a 4K uh, projector now that's like $5,000, but it doesn't do HDR Dolby Vision, you're going to buy it now spend the money, and then you're going to see next week, we now have a new model right. that has Dolby Vision. And you're like, ah, that's $10,000. I think I'll wait another year. And then, you know, you're never done buying shit for your theater. Like, our new line of uh, speakers that are your favorite now have built-in powered subwoofers. And it's like, oh, my God, that sounds great. And then all of a sudden you're buying those. And I a lot of these guys, they'll sell their own gear, their old gear to buy new gear and stuff right. like that. But uh there's got to be I, – I've got to say this. The speakers that I've owned, I've had them since uh, 2002. So it's not like I'm updating all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've had mine for some time. I mean, the the Polks uh -huh. uh, Towers. The ones that I went with you to Best Buy to buy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, we're not those gearheads that upgrade every year. No, like, no, no, no. Man, you see the new line? Go check those out. I don't have time up. to watch my TV currently. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I was wondering, like, do you ever sit and watch anything at Rarely home? Yeah. anymore. You know. Uh, basic TV stuff anymore, you know. Yeah, I, I am a home theater nerd, but as I said about several things in, in past shows, I'm a window shopper. I'm a guy looking through catalogs. You're a guy with envy looking I used, at it. <laughs> yeah, I used to look through toy catalogs when I was a kid. It's like I'll never own this, but I like looking at the pictures or like video game magazines. I'll never play any of these games, but I like reading about them. And it's like the same thing. I for a while, remember Heather, for a while I had a home theater magazine that I would get and mm -hmm. I'd read it cover to cover. Oh, I remember oh, man, that. It's so cool. But it's like I'll never own any of this stuff. Yeah. But I'm telling you, one day, Steven, I will have a theater, and it won't have a single Marvel poster in it. I'll have a 15,000 Denon receiver. Maybe a Winter Soldier poster outside the theater. Maybe. Okay, one DC movie poster, and it can include all the way back to Christopher Reeve. Uh, I have the, yeah, the original Superman movie poster. Yeah, that's what I was saying. 1989's Batman, or, you know, Batman Returns. Do you remember what that poster looked like? Batman Returns. 
Is it the the cat, the bat, and the? Oh, I think you're right. Let me see. Batman Returns. Cat, the bat, and the bird. Yeah. Okay. There was the there was the wintry coming soon kind of bat symbol, but yeah, it was Batman, Catwoman, and uh, the penguin. It's the totem pole look. There. Yeah. I mean, I love that movie. But I don't think I'd have that poster. I think I might just go with the 1989 Batman, uh, even though I can I make fun of it now. You know, <laughs> this town needs an enema. <laughs> By the way, I saw on Twitter uh, the Go Go's Twitter was like, on this many years ago, Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out and it played our song. We got the beat. What's your favorite line of dialogue from the movie? Ours is Aloha, Mister Hand, and I typed in. Hope you had hell of a piss on <laughs> That's my favorite line from the movie. Because that is gold, baby. And because I still make you laugh with that at the theater. I hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. I love that movie, but yeah. Hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. That's, we own that. That's part of our show now. <laughs> and of course, this one. All right, Hamilton. <laughs> um, now, Stephen... I want to play a voicemail from Adam Sexton. He uh, sent us a voicemail, and maybe we will kind of launch something we talk about from whatever he talks about. Sure. So let's check it out. Adam Sexton. Hello, Entertainment Landfill crew. This is Adam Sexton sending you a voicemail. Uh, at the time of this recording, I just learned that uh, Jaystrom and uh, PCZ Steven will be recording an episode tonight, so I decided to send another voicemail. And speaking of voicemails, I have got to apologize for the one I sent in for the last episode. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize this till I was listening to the episode that my phone had mixed my uh, the audio file with PCZ surround technology, and you heard every disgusting sound that my uh, mouth was making. I, uh, I I'm I'm obviously recording these at work. And uh, trying to find some quiet place to do it in, trying to be discreet, and I th- and I was holding the phone really close to my mouth, and that's why I think you were hearing all the disgusting stuff <laughs> that you did. So I'm really uh, sorry about that horrible audio experience. So um, hopefully this one will turn out better. And uh, with that out of the way, uh, let me so just say I loved uh, the last episode, the discussion with jimmy and the history of his youtube channel and uh his thoughts on certain things regarding pop culture was was a lot of fun i love the road warrior discussion and how someone of his uh age or his generation thought about it and uh, lots of great observations we all know that uh, jaystrom loves it and uh really love that discussion overall speaking of which at one point you guys are talking about uh, a favorite stunt from the movie of course Jaystrom brought up the famous one, the the stunt that went wrong, but they kept it in the movie anyway of the guy who was thrown from his motorcycle and was somersaulting into the air. The one that mm-hmm. I would submit, and it's not as flashy, but but maybe it is, but just in a different way, is all the physical stuff that the character Wes is doing uh, early in the movie when he and five of his gang members actually infiltrate the uh, camp where the uh, resistance or whatever you want to call them is. Yeah. And they're trying to get that gate open. So uh humongous and his crew can get in, in uh, 
However, they, they're not successful. And Wes is doing all these crazy things of scaling the environment, sliding down this thing that looks like a mast and jumping off of this pole, which he rides down to finally get clear of the encampment. And He's I thought genius. he was doing stuff that <laughs> wouldn't be out of place out of an old uh, pirate swashbuckling movie. I, I was watching it again. I was really impressed by it. So that that would be my submission. I don't know if anyone else would think of it, but I mean, there's there's a whole lot of stunts to pick from. A uh, second observation: at one point in the episode, you guys are talking about the movies that made that made us, or move, or the movies that made me. They're on Netflix, <laughs> yes. and the movies. Amazing. I've only seen one episode of that, and that's probably the only one I'll ever see during the. July the 4th holiday, uh, my mom and I, trying to find something to watch, uh, watch the, da- the Dirty Dancing episode. And I don't know if this is common with all the episodes of this series, but the narrator that they hired for it is really enthusiastic, kind of sounds like he's trying to weave a narrative that really isn't there, and yeah. I just wanted to kill this guy, and yeah. he made it unbearable for me despite the fact that there were some interesting tidbits about the production of dirty i just want to pause that for a second because what he's talking about is the same on uh disney plus has a a behind the attraction jimmy talked about it it's all about the different attractions and right, stuff. Right. i watched the one on the haunted mansion and i didn't realize it but i don't know if it's the same production company or whatever they do the, the movies that made us the toys that made us and the way they do the narration and i talked about this with mike uh, from chinstroker versus punter cuz he talked about it in his show <clears throat> the narrator goes like you know like once upon a time walt disney wanted to create something special and then it cuts to it's like what I want to do is create a, a ride that scares people, but not just scare people. He also wanted to, and I want people to be thrilled and excited and have a lot of fun. But the, but the only way he could do that was with, I need a team of Imagineers. And those people were this guy. He goes, hi, I'm so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And it, it does that narration where they're basically telling a story. And he had a funny anecdote. Yeah, this one time we blah, blah, blah. And it's like from some interview he conducted in the 60s. And then he went on to, and then we went to Singapore, you know, and that narration never stops like that. It goes through the entire show (laughs) where it never, it's unrelenting. And it made me exhausted. It made my brain hurt. It made me, I was just like, just stop. Just, I just wanted to learn about the ride, but you're making it so hard. And uh, that's what Adam is talking about here. Dancing. So, yeah, I, I hate that series. Uh, Want to know what you guys thought about any other different episodes. But it's really just ultimately too cheesy, despite the people that they managed to get the interview and any uh, archival footage. Just, uh, just a real big mess, at least on the basis of that episode. No, they're all. Uh, I'm <laughs> guessing that you guys will talk about the Suicide Squad uh, uh, for tonight's episode. Perhaps I did manage to finally watch it a couple of days ago, and I really enjoyed it. Probably as good as a movie about that source material as one can make. Although I do feel that it's kind of held at a distance 
emotionally because uh, uh, in, in comparison to, say, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where clearly you like those characters a lot more and it had some more constructive things to say about them. But uh, I think what it was doing visually was well, you great. Can't do that in the first movie, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I won't go into any more further than that. I'm sure you guys will get in depth about it as you usually do. But uh, but yeah, I, I had to deal with uh, internet outage uh, for most of this week, so I'm still That's sadly behind. It came back yeah uh, Thursday, so maybe this weekend I can catch up on some stuff. But anyway, catch up. Uh, just figured I'd leave this voicemail for you, and uh, good luck on tonight's episode. Uh, I wish Jimmy all the luck in him moving to uh, Hollywood to pursue an acting career or whatever it is he does. And with all of that out of the way, I guess I will check you later. Bye. Thank you so much, Adam, and uh, Jimmy would appreciate that. Currently, Jimmy is on his way to California right now, driving there. Like right he's now. He's driving? Okay. Yeah. He's uh, going to arrive tomorrow, he assumes. But that's pretty crazy, and I wish him the best of luck and a great trip down there. He said he's going to be vlogging on the way down. <laughs> Shouldn't be wishing him to break a leg? Yes, break he's... a leg. That's once he gets apart, then I'll wish him okay. to break a leg. But that's I want him I'm to at. drive It's safe. good luck on the drive. Don't break your leg while you're driving. Don't so do that. That'd be bad. <laughs> And you know what? I do want to talk about The Suicide Squad, but first I want to talk about another movie. But first, we're going to do entertainment. <laughs> That's how we do things on this show. Stephen, how did I used to do the show? I don't know. <laughs> I sit over here in my little chair and just talk. All right, Stephen, let's do entertainment! Let's do it! Now, Stephen, first, before we talk about the Suicide Squad, I want to talk about A Quiet Place also. Or A Quiet Place Another two. Quiet Place? Another Quiet Place. Um, Goofy title, but it is part two. No, I think it's called A Quiet Place Part Two, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's funny is, after I saw The Tomorrow War, and I hadn't seen it, uh, a Quiet Place Part 2, I asked you which monsters are better. Right. I still think the Tomorrow War's white spikes are more interesting. Uh, you know, there's very velociraptor and different kind of things, and they've got tentacles. But when I saw the first Quiet Place, I wasn't impressed by the creatures when they show them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're much better in the, this one. The sequel. Okay. I still think, okay, I think about weird things in a movie where the creatures are attracted to sound and you have to be quiet at all times. Yes. What about during Zicada season where they never shut the F up? Are the They're creatures hunting. like going, are they just around <laughs> everywhere? Like, what the hell are those things making that noise? And they're just circling around listening all the time. Or are they like, you know what? I'm going to stop listening because this is driving me insane. Yeah. Well, I think um, Melissa was asking me, she goes, how do the people know to be quiet right at the beginning? Mm -hmm. I said, well, number one, you don't know if they can hear or and see well. Right. So much like if you were being burgled, you know, your house is being robbed, you would hide and be quiet. Even though yeah. they can hear and see, 
They kind of show hiding. They show John Krasinski piecing things together. Right, right. No, like, I, he sees the outside silhouette of it, and there's a sound, and he sees it go like yeah, yeah. like these things on its head go, and he's like, shut up. And the guy's like, Hail Mary, full of grace. He's like, dude, shut the hell up, <laughs> you know. And then someone's like, their phone. He's like, okay, let's just get the hell out of here because these people are getting us all killed, which is the way it really would be. There would be somebody in yes. the room who would get everybody killed. Uh, here's another so thing. So I need to keep my phone on <laughs> silent all the time. Do the creatures eat you or do they just kill you? I would assume they're going to eat you as well. It's never clear though, is it? No. They come up and they, you see them go, because they just kill guys or <clears throat> knock you out of the way. But I'm just wondering if they're eating you. I assume they eat you for food, right? Because you don't see bodies still. Not all. You do see bodies, but. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of blood stains and stuff. So a lot of those people have been eaten, I think. You don't know that they've predator to them off and hung them in a tree somewhere to eat later. Yeah, I think they are eating them. We just have to put that two and two together. Um, But. Okay, are they're just predatory and just kill indiscriminately versus? It seems like they versus run, killing. You know, it's like they run blindly towards anything that makes a sound and kill it. Well, kind of like you want to say, like a tiger or a lion out in the wilderness. Yeah, just because it sees a deer doesn't have to go kill it because it's like I'm not hungry right now. Yeah, but those so creatures just kill everything. Are they? Is there so many that they're hungry all the time, or what? You know. Answers, questions we don't have answers to, but. I, I really, um, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but, uh, the beginning of the film, uh, the film picks up right after the last film ended, but not before a prologue showing how it all began. Correct. And it's just a brief moment. I thought it borrowed heavily from the opening of The Last of Us. Cause in The Last of Us, there's a part where you're driving in a car, and you see all the crap happening in the town. And there's a part where a bus comes and you have to like back up and stuff and your car gets flipped over. Very similar to The Last of Us. I don't know if I saw anybody even talk about that. But um I thought that was really cool how she has to flip it in reverse and the bus is like coming right <laughs> like that. And uh I thought that was all neat and stuff. Just to kind of give us a little extra. Was it like the movie was over? It's like, dude, the movie's 70 minutes long. We need to add something. It's like, <laughs> hey, let's set the beginning part. I liked that it showed that John Krasinski's character was very resourceful. And he kind of was the glue that held everybody together. And now he's uh, he's not around anymore. I'm not going to tell you what happened to him from the first movie. but If you haven't uh, seen the first movie by now. <laughs> yeah. But then you're not going to see the second movie. He may have got tired at all, and he built a rocket ship and flew away. Uh, but he left his family behind. What a jerk! But in this film, it's them dealing with him not there, right? I really liked uh, Killian Murphy. I thought he was a great addition to the movie. And there's, and I kind of talked to you through this over text. They kind of, if you've seen the trailer, you know, it's like, there are some things that are even worse than them. There are people, you know, that are horrible or whatever. And I'm like, wait, what now? And I'm like, oh, is he talking about like marauders or something? But how does one maraud if you can't make any noise? And I'm going to say the moment where there is, okay, 
first of all, there's this, I hate in movies when somebody does something without telling anyone. When that daughter decides to go off on her own without telling her mom or anything. Yeah. It drove me nuts. And it bothered me through a lot of the movie till finally I got over it. Uh, but I was like, what? Why didn't you tell anybody? She tells her brother, right? Right. But why couldn't you have told your mom the plan and told Killian Murphy the plan? And it was not a bad plan. It wasn't a bad idea that she had. And I can understand like, yeah, we're, we're okay. This is a good idea, but can we do it next week? You know, we, I just have a newborn baby. Uh, we're all hungry. Our house burned down. We need to come here. But I understand it's a movie and we got to keep things going, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's some nice little scares here and there. Here's another thing. Okay. Killian Murphy, he's proven that you can wear shoes in this world, even though the family is all barefoot all the time. Um, Maybe they only had tap shoes. <laughs> are, what are they walking on? Is that sand, sand. or flour? Okay. The, yeah. If it's flour, it would just, you know, melt away with the rain. <laughs> yeah. So, so when but where did the sand come from? When you see them walking, their feet are bloody. When their feet are bloody, were you thinking like, put some shoes on? It's not going to make that much noise. I'm wearing shoes right now. You know, flip flops. You're dead though. Like, <laughs> get some <yeah>. sneakers. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're called sneakers. When they introduce the strange, uh, marauder hillbilly folk. That didn't work for me at all. Okay. First of all, they lure them. They've got a little girl that needs help. So you're like, oh, little girl, are you okay? And she's got this kind of wire with bells on it. And the whole idea is she wraps it around you and zips it up. And you're afraid to move because you'll attract the monsters, right? Correct. How did they make that rope thing thing with Bells without, on it, Stephen? Without making noise. How did they make that? How did they get it out there on the dock? How did they have that whole thing rigged up? Where are they living at while they're waiting for people to come to the dock every day and have their bell necklace ready? They put styrofoam little beads on the on the <laughs> ring or on that side. Just, that whole sequence drove me nuts. I mean, sure, it is tense because you don't want anything to happen to them. What did they want them for? I saw some people go, that part with the cannibals is pretty... I'm like, wait, well, there were cannibals? How, yeah, did, how, how do you get that? Uh, you, you, and I'm looking for, like, did some guy eating a leg? He's got, like, a foot in his mouth? No! These people are just adding stuff I think stuff they're looking for the... the they were going to take the young girl and... I would, I would think I rape and do bad things. Yeah. That, that's one thing that Killian Murphy, you know, he goes, there are people here that don't deserve to live or something like that. Yeah. People do, not worth saving. I think it's like, you know, they kind of give you that Stockholm syndrome. You all of a sudden you, you become bred, you know, yeah. breeding stock when he says for them people, or whatever you want to call it. When, you know, there's people here that aren't worth saving. Does that mean he's watched from afar with a telescope? Like, Oh, there's some bad people. Like, how does he know? They don't go anywhere, <laughs> and they're quiet all the time. I mean, That's he's been stationary in that yeah. train yard for... They kind of set up that his wife was very sick, and he was taking care of her. And he has a, a great hideout that's yes. very quiet. 
Except they keep making noise <laughs> that attracts them there. It's like, get out. This is mine. What do you think? The bear trap on the kid's foot. And he's like, Bleh! like, I was like, I understand, kid. I'd probably be screaming too, but shut up. You know, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I did, but I just had some like, eh, you're kind of creating scenarios. So there'll be danger and it's driving me crazy. You know what I mean? Like the, well, like you said, the girl wandering off, you know, without telling anybody yeah. except her brother. And then she's like, Killian Murphy, will you go find my daughter and bring her back? He's like, I don't want to, but okay, because the plot demands it. So he leaves. So it's Emily Blunt, her newborn baby, and her son that had got caught in a bear trap, and he's gimpy, right? So. And then they're. Running out of oxygen for the coffin case it, for the baby. She has a special case, soundproof case for the baby to sit in with I'm, oxygen. That's what I'm calling the coffin case. Yeah. It has an oxygen feed going to it. So she needs more oxygen. <laughs> she's got so a little she's, baby CPAP. Let mask. me ask you this, Stephen. She goes back to the same store that they went through in the first movie. Why didn't they just take all the supplies home a long time ago? It's been five years or something. Wouldn't you have emptied <laughs> that store out? It should have been. If... if it should have been emptied already, yes. And I, I could see, like, here's John Krasinski's answer for that. He'd go, well, they don't want to take everything. There could be their neighbors who are still alive who also come to the store and take it. I'm like, I'm sorry. In reality, that shit would be gone the first yeah. week. Yeah, if somebody you didn't else, take it, somebody else is yeah, taking somebody it else all. Would have. So she goes there, and there's plenty of oxygen, right? She takes two things, which, by the way... There's no way I could carry two of those without making cling, cling, cling sounds. <laughs> and then there's, you know, there's still medical supplies there to clean up his wound. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's like, it's like yeah, there's no alcohol. There's no penicillin left there. Mm, well, another thing Whatever is Whatever like, else, you know, antibiotics. They've established that there's this uh, tank that he sits in this giant steel mill, but it's got this giant tank. You can seal the door and it's absolutely soundproof, except the oxygen runs out in like three minutes, five minutes, something like yeah. that. It's got a timer. And he has a lighter. Like he lights his lighter to like to know when they're out of oxygen. I'm like, you're just burning the oxygen. That's, it would last yeah, yes. longer if you wouldn't burn it. You got four more breaths. And didn't you know? And it's got the little towel in the thing. Yeah, it's got a cloth where it won't shut. But I was like, eh, it's cloth is going to fall off of there and they're going to get locked in. I know it. So there's a part. And, you know, I didn't want a baby in distress sequence. And luckily, <laughs> you know, John Krasinski doesn't like show the baby going, ah, ah, grasping for air or anything. But it shows the boy like, I can't breathe. I'm running out of breath. He's in there with the baby and they, and, they're sharing Emily a little Blunt, oxygen. Emily Blunt is trying to get down there with oxygen, but there's a creature like, you know, he's just walking it's, around. It's and stuff. right there by the hidey hole. So the creatures are completely blind, right? They just go by sense of hearing. Yes. Here's another thing. When, have you, you is, always assume a giant meteor, if it hit Earth, wouldn't we all die? Like, Oh, you're assuming it was a meteor, not a spaceship. That Did had... it look like a spaceship or a meteor? It looked like something crashing. It was crashing. It could have been a crashing spaceship. Uh, that's fine. I almost thought it was like a meteor with them like inside it. Of was it was awful something. slow for a meteor looking. Well, you know, it was at a distance like... 
And they also, I think, I've only watched the movie once, but did one crash in Europe, too. Yeah, I think there's several. Because what so. they establish in the movie, which is a total spoiler, and I won't say, but there's no way they could hop continents. So one would have to crash over there in Europe, and one would have to crash here in America. Well, and then they could breathe. Australia, wherever, yeah. 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 I'm going to say Australia Japan. is safe. If they didn't crash, if a ship didn't crash there, you know what I mean. Hawaii safe. Hawaii safe, and uh, I enjoyed the movie, but at the same time, I was just like certain sequences were driving me crazy. <laughs> what did you think of it? Um, I had a lot of the same issues, you know, the the girl wandering off, just like, like you said, it's it's just to push the plot forward. Um. The, uh, the, the whole hearing like, aid. Well, the, I'm going to say the, you want to say the signal that's drawing them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how do you know? You know, <laughs> yeah. that, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of with the, the other guy who goes, there's bad people. I'm drawing, I got a signal and I'm drawing them. Yeah. I'm thinking Terminus and the yeah, Walking yeah. Dead or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come here. It's fine. You know, that's not what, what the great. signal was, but. Bring your friends yeah. and loved ones, you know, but. Here's another thing. Okay. And we talked about this before. If you had a signal broadcasting, this is so people can find us. People will be safe here. Let's make it a coded, hard to decipher message. <laughs> Just in case the aliens only, are Only the good, smart people will figure this out. No yeah. crazy How about, hey, marauder, um, cannibal, hillbillies. Hey, anyone who's still alive out there who happens, if you're alive... Listening to this on a headphones, because if it's on a speaker, you're dead. But uh, we're over here, and we're safe, so come over here. Yeah, but that's instead, the other. It's, it's like, like, yeah, they're broadcasting a signal that's got to be heard through a speaker of some, yeah. you know. It might be at headphones, but. Sea. Yeah, it, instead they play Beyond the Sea. Yeah. And you're supposed to decipher what that means. Wait, they're beyond the sea. They're beyond the sea. Oh, and let me ask you this. The hillbilly guys, are they like, no, we're not going over there. Let's just wait for people to try to get on these boats and let's eat them. Because we have What are they? I mean, yeah, I I don't know about the hillbilly people. I just saying that those hillbilly people would be dead. There's no way they would survive. And I do like the way Killian Murphy gets rid of them. I thought that was funny or smart and intelligent. But, uh. I also like how he puts two and two together. Like he's visually, he's watches what happens when one falls off. And he's like, you know, it's kind of like the whole audience is like, Oh, (laughs) they have a weakness, you know, kind of a thing. And all I could think, but it would seem like maybe I know a frequency could be, damaging to the creature so it's like somebody should figure that out too mm-hmm. you know there's got to be a high enough frequency that would pop their brains you know it's like yeah. you can't tell me the entire military is gone if they keep making these movies i'm just the premise gets old after a while the creatures yeah. that you can't make any sound i'm just like this is getting old this is stupid they're basically the creatures are invincible absolutely invincible Unless they're listening and their heads are exposed where you can shoot them. Right. That's what I'm saying. If 
Well, I mean, they, essentially they kind of figured with the hearing aid to make the signals yeah. where they can't handle it. You know, they're freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, why hasn't anybody other than a deaf person figured this out? You know, yeah. I mean, and she only figured it out accidentally from the, you know. Yeah. And I will say this. I did uh, like the ending. I thought that the, the end sequence in slow-mo with the daughter and the son at the same time, and they're in two different locations. I thought that was well done. I thought yeah. that was cool. Um, and when it ended, I was like, oh, you yeah, know, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. But how are they going to get their mom and their brother back over there? <laughs> how? What did you feel about the people on the island where you're like, those poor people, <laughs> those poor, poor dummies? Well, Jaiman well, Huntsu, uh, well, I was, like I said, it's like, you know, when when um he was saying that uh you don't there's bad people who don't deserve to live you're broadcasting a signal and anybody could get it you don't know that those people are going to come to where you're at and with weapons and kill and take what you have yeah yeah that's that's understandable it's like, uh, reason to be cautious um so not even a coded signal in my opinion would be safe mm-hmm. you know well, Jaiman um, Huntsu even talks about when they first figured out, like, hey, let's all get on these boats. They argued and they fought and they made too much noise and everybody got slaughtered or whatever. I could see that happening. Those boats were way too intact on the dock, weren't they? A lot of those boats. Right. For how, you don't know how long it's been, you know. And boats make a lot of racket, a lot of sounds, like bumping into things. Do the creatures, like, go... Oh, wait, so I checked on that yesterday. I know that's nothing. <laughs> so from, I don't know, from the time that it happened till uh, the thing crashed, she wasn't pregnant then, so it's been, maybe she was pregnant early on and not showing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been five years, hasn't it? Or something did like it say five years? I don't remember. No, because the baby's a baby. Was she pregnant at the beginning of the movie? Like in the flashback? I don't remember. That's why I'd have to go back and watch the Has first movie. Has it been movie. a year? I don't know where I got the five-year shit from. <laughs> I, that's what I'm talking I don't know. So, I mean, what's the what's the time frame from there? But, you know, she got pregnant in the first movie. So, you don't know the time frame that they've been isolated out there at their farm in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So, true. Uh, but if you're if, – if, uh, would, would you risk – um, getting your wife pregnant. <laughs> no, 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 no. With these creatures. Because all I kept thinking is like, there's no way That's what this I'm saying. baby is going to live because it makes so, babies make a lot of noise. Yeah. There's no way this is going to work, you know? And I think that's part of what the movie is. It's like, how are they going to survive this ordeal? Because babies make a lot of. That's why I would say that. Steven. It, how many of us burp and fart on a regular basis? Never. I never do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> How many of us make noise when we use the bathroom or we brush our teeth? You pee in the or, sand. so. That it <laughs> or, you know, we make so much noise. You know what? How, do you pop your knuckles? You pop, you know. Yeah. Are you like, and you're like, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm just saying we'd all be I gotta screwed. Carry a pillow around to burp into it. I would found we would have to find a 
a soundproof studio somewhere, you know? Like, hey, it's an old radio station or something, you know? But they could have been attacked a long time ago, jamming rock music or something, I don't know. That's I'm what I was a- saying, and, you know, it's like, if he's that smart, you know, uh, John Krasinski's character, he wouldn't be dumb enough to get his wife pregnant right as it's happening, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like Be careful, bro. <laughs> uh, you know, so... Then at that point, the baby is, you know, just born at the end of the last one, and now yeah. it's months old. I My deal with the Quiet Place movies are all about suspense and being, like, on the edge of your seat because a creature is coming up and you have to be quiet. But I'm saying this shit gets old after a while. How many <laughs> of these damn movies can they make? I assume if they make a part three, it's going to continue right from when this one left off, maybe. I don't know, but... I'm just saying maybe two's enough. Just stop. I think maybe here. they just need to uh, water world it and just live out on a giant. Yeah. <laughs> floating. I will say this. When the movie was over, I was like, a radio station. That would be awesome. I would be at the radio station doing a show every day. You know, like, hey, is anybody's out there? Maybe nobody can hear it, but I'm going to do a show. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. So if anybody's seen A Quiet Place 2, I want to have a full spoilerific conversation about it, but let's talk we about... We may have spoiled it already. <laughs> with... I tried to be cryptic, but... I, I wasn't in my last one in a comment. Now, The Suicide Squad, uh, you watched it on the HBO Max, and I yes. watched it on HBO Max also, which was pleasant. You know, of course, when films come out on streaming the same time they do in theaters, they don't do as well box office-wise. It's just the way it is. People are like, hey, why should I go to the movies? You don't want to come watch it at home, you know? Uh, and, you know, like I said, I haven't been in the movies in a long time. I was pleasantly happy that, pleasantly surprised that I could watch it at home is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I enjoyed the movie immensely. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yes. thought it was a good time. Uh, really silly. Uh, great cast. Uh, did you like the use of all my friends? They died at the beginning, the yes. opening credits. I thought that was pretty funny, pretty clever, showing everybody like dead. <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion's character, how hilarious was that? Yes, his power was so dumb, and the part where they're it's like ah, <laughs> so funny and stupid at the same time. Um, what was this? Uh, the TDK? Yeah, TDK. The detachable kid. It's like, what does TDK stand for? So what do you mean what does it stand for? That's my name. Your name is just letters? <laughs> and Every way, name is just letters. It's like, is this guy a dog? It's like, no, he's not a dog. It's like, is he a werewolf? I always wanted to meet a werewolf. <laughs> Holy shit, he's a werewolf. It's like, he's not a werewolf, he's a weasel. <laughs> it's just, what the hell was that thing? I love when he jumps in the water and like, did anyone know if the weasel could swim? And he's just like, oh. <laughs> drowning. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, there's just a lot of funny moments in there. And uh, I gotta say, you know, I didn't know what to expect of the characters. Like, uh, you know, Idris Elba plays Bloodsport, and then there's a girl named Ratcatcher, and then there's the Polka Dot Man. Cat- Ratcatcher 2. Ratcatcher 2, yeah, because her father was the original Ratcatcher. And then there was King Shark. <laughs> Who I think steals the movie. He's hilarious, isn't he? Yes. 
do you like the part he's like reading it's like your book's upside down <laughs> I, I loved him it's like it's me smart <laughs> well when uh so he's getting shot at but bullets are bouncing off of him but the creatures can bite his skin and <laughs> yeah. he's like wait a second yeah is there a little needle just drive in there i don't know but uh how does a bullet not puncture it but those little teeth do okay i'm gonna let it go <laughs> yeah yeah it's just comic book maybe there's something magic about him but i like those things he was like new dumb friends <laughs> i just love you he's like nom 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 noms and i love the bit where he uh Idris Elba, you know, he sees the polka dot man kind of go in the woods and he like, you just see all the, the, the get brighter, <laughs> the dots or whatever. And he's like, what the hell? And then he looks over and King Shark's got her. He's going, ah, he's about to eat her, you know? And he's like, how heavy a sleeper are you? She's like, what do you mean? He's like, he was about to eat you. She's like, no, he wasn't. She's like, yeah. yeah the was. little, the little rat guy's like, yeah, yeah. But I love, uh, there's some funny lines where the lady goes, is that rat waving to me? And they look, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he is. The rat kind of stole the show too. But yeah, at, at times. And she's like, why is he waving to me? He goes, because he's friendly. Cause- <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. There was a I, you know what Adam was saying about he didn't think he was an emotional like a Guardians guy. I thought it did get emotional towards the end because I thought Idris Elba built a rapport with Ratcatcher 2 because he has his own daughter who he's made a mess of things yes. and he kind of saw a lot in her and her flashbacks to her father played by Taika Watiti, I thought was touching where he told her about you know she was like why rats father and he's like no one expects anything from a rat you know and uh, I thought that was a touching scene and uh, I actually thought Harley Quinn was really good in this, too. I love the scene with the dictator guy where they go on, like, this <laughs> dream date until he kind of reveals that he's kind of psycho, too. And she's like, you know, I, you set off a little alarm there when you started talking about killing kids. <laughs> I love that part. She's like, I told myself, if I ever date a guy and he he says anything that's a little off, you need to pay attention. And her whole escape, oh, the, how great is it? The javelin guy is like, take, you're the only one worthy of carrying my javelin. He's like, use it. <laughs> and all of that's like, well, for what? And she thinks like God or something like God has intends for me to use this for something. And then, uh, Michael, um, the long hair, what's his name? Uh, uh Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> He was, it's like saving the weasel. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, geez, I gotta <laughs> yeah. swim back and grab it's the It's like, weasel. the weasel's dead. <laughs> the weasel's dead. And, uh, the early on in the movie, you know, he kills that bird. And then, you know, later on, you see the bird, like, pecking, and it looks like the same species of bird yes. or whatever. Yeah. Is that poetic justice? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> poetic justice. I, I just thought the movie was so entertaining and the stuff with King Shark was fun and uh Idris Elba's character got better as it went on. Uh the John Cena character, he was kind of cartoony in a way. Yeah. He was kind of a goofball. Um but you know, he, he's kinda, obviously kind of literal not, and not literal at the same time, yeah, I guess if you want to say. He's he's a whack job, he's very patriotic, I yeah. guess. 
But uh, and I think Idris Elba's character calls him out. He goes, I think you just use that as an excuse to do whatever to do you bad want. Shit, yeah. Yeah. And the movie is has a dark, sick sense of humor, and it's very, you know, CGI gory. But I enjoyed that, like when they're like chopping dudes up and stuff, and uh, the fact that they're killing guys, and then later find out like, oh, these were the rebel guys. Part of your oh, yeah, sorry about that. And they're they're all dead everywhere. <laughs> it's like you killed all my men. <laughs> well, we thought they were the bad guys. I love to see the, you know, when the shark just stuffs him, the whole guy hole in his mouth. <laughs> There's a part that, uh, I don't know, did you see any of the Suicide Squad trailers? Cause they, there's a great image in the movie, but it was, given away in i saw in a trailer i think i tried to avoid him i didn't watch the I part saw where he some, picks but... the guy up and literally rips a guy in half you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah like that was i saw that before i saw the movie and i was like oh why do you gotta show me that you know just let me see it in the movie yeah you know? i didn't see that beforehand um, had you ever heard of the big giant villain? Oh, he goes, we got to kaiju up in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line of dialogue there. But uh, had you ever seen that creature before in comics? Um, I've seen it somewhere before, and I just don't remember where. Yeah, I swear there's like, you know, they have Marvel Age, and then they have a DC kind of thing where you could look at different characters. Like, it, in in like my a, head, I'm seeing it like... like almanac. Like it was... Uh, I don't know if it was like... I'll say a another movie where it was in like a black and white, in the, you know, and they were showing it a, on a film. I the creature. I swear I'd seen it in like one of those like most ridiculous DC characters ever, yeah. and it was like one of the characters. Like who came up with this thing or whatever? But I was thinking it was like on just say, uh. I don't know, uh, and just another old DC movie yeah. that it, it's probably it was, been referenced before somewhere. You yeah, see. and it was like a like a black and white nineteen sixties because that's essentially kind of when it supposedly was found. Yeah, in the on the space race. I love that footage of on the spaceship too, when the astronauts found it or whatever. And when the starfishes are on their face, it's creepy. It's yeah. isn't it? It is creepy, and uh, I like that creepness factor of it. Kind of remind me of the creatures in Rick and Morty that attach to the face. Yeah, well, there, <laughs> there's a part where, you know, the the guy who played Doctor Who, the old guy, the brain guy. Yeah, yeah. It showed that he'd done experiments on people, and one of them was he tried to pull the star off somebody's face, and it basically ripped their face yeah, off. Yeah, they had a star. And it was just like, there was a lot of visual gore like that that I appreciated, and it made, it was disturbing, but I appreciated it. And that's the thing about the original Suicide Squad movie. Like, I never held anything against the director, David Ayer, or the cast. It was... Just a bad story? It was a movie by committee. There was too many suits controlling that movie. They wanted to get it perfect. And in fact, they wanted to make their version of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for DC. And it just... I mean, I've watched the film... And it's got entertaining moments, but you can tell it's just a mess, you know? Yeah. And I like that this film was just great. They let James Gunn do whatever he wanted. And they, I thought, like, a Rick Flagg character, Joel Kinnaman, 
He he was really funny in the movie. Uh, I mean, he had funny moments. He's the straight man, basically. And he had some great one-liners in the movie. And uh, I appreciated that. I appreciate the whole cast. Polka Dot Guy, he's got mother issues. <laughs> I, I liked Polka Dot Guy. What about poor Milton? <laughs> Milton! No! Who the hell's Milton? You know, Milton, he's been with us the whole time. What a nice guy. It's like, that's Milton right there. It's like, oh, that's Milton. I thought that whole bit was funny. And then at the, uh, <laughs> and that little later, he starts calling, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh Milton. Bloodsport is talking to Harley and he's like, uh, Rick Flagg was my friend. Like, he was my friend too. It's like, well, it's been great working with you, Milton. He's like, my name's not Milton. <laughs> he's like, that's not my name. Uh, that was a good bit there. Funny stuff. Did you stay for the uh, post credit scene in the theater? <laughs> no, you were at we home. We didn't go to but... the theater. We... Yeah, did you leave it on to see post credit scenes? Because there's two of them. There's one mid-credits and one at the very end. Yeah, we. I think we did stay till. Okay. So you know the fate of Weasel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yes. was hilarious. You know, yes. uh, Rick Flagg kind of mentioned that he'd killed like 21 children. So it's kind of disturbing at the <laughs> end. The idea he's like, ah, he's like scurrying off, you know? It's like, no, this is not good. <laughs> this is ba- this, uh, this place has been through now. You know what's funny is Corto Maltese. That's where they're at. I remembered Corto Maltese from Batman, the movie. Because remember, Vicky Vale took these. Did you take these to the Corto Maltese? Yes, I did. It's like, this is beautiful work here, or whatever. So they mentioned Corto Maltese in Batman 1989. Huh. Huh. You know, where the town needed an enema. There's a lot of bird death in the movie, isn't there? Remember the guy had this beautiful cage full of birds? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved her Harley's whole escape sequence, too. With the javelin, yeah, I thought that was great with the, like the flowers and stuff, and you know that that with, was in the trailer yeah. too. But she's like, "What are you guys doing?" It's like, "What? What are you doing? We're yeah, going they to save give you." That away too, and yeah, and uh, I do like that line. It's like we had a really good plan too. She's like, "Well, I could go back, and then you could rescue me." It's like, "Nah, it's ruined." <laughs> but I like a lot of times they don't know what to do with uh, what I don't remember. The ch- King Shark's name. Like, they call him Ninway or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I like um, yeah, it's it was, uh, it means shark or something. <laughs> yeah, or shark god or something. Yeah. But there's parts where he just kind of has to, like, stand, sit back and he can't do anything or he's hiding in the car or whatever. Well, I like the aquarium scene where the fish are yeah. making an arrow and, you know, and he's walking around, <laughs> yeah. following him. That's great. And when he, John Cena, they're doing plastic explosives, and he's like, He's like, what? That doesn't like, look anything me. like me. <laughs> yeah, that looks nothing like me. He's like, oh, okay, it's a pretty good job. <laughs> he's a sweet guy, wasn't he? Unless he's nom trying to nom. eat num-nums. You notice he was chewing on a skull? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> he eats that general guy's head off. Uh, funny movie. I I, I want to watch it again. Wasn't it you that said you wondered where he got his pants from? No, <laughs> he's a comic book character. I just 
He's got they gave penis. him that in the prison. I like when they first introduce him when he's like, come on, we'll meet the team. And they open the door and he's just sitting there like, whoa, what the hell? And it's like, this is King Shark. He's got a taste for human <laughs> flesh, so be careful. <laughs> it's like, how are we supposed to be walking around with this guy if he wants to eat us? And I like that whole bit. It's like, we're friends. You don't eat friends. <laughs> And I do. Oh, rack. he's like he doesn't have. I don't have friends. It's like no, you do now. And I like the the rat catcher too. How she has all the rats and stuff. Uh, I thought that was a good use of her power. And uh, I like the whole. You know, a lot of these movies, a lot of superhero movies, the big climactic thing at the end, it never holds up for the rest of the movie, and it's kind of a letdown. I thought this had a really good climactic moment in the movie. And I think it proved that Amanda Waller, who's in charge of them, is the worst human being ever, you know? I loved her whole staff turning against her. Like, yeah. you're really going to go after their kids? You know? Uh, I like that, that one guy who works in the office, you know? I think the actor Steve Agee or something, he, he had some funny lines in there. They're all wagering, like, who do you think this guy... Uh, in the making of the movie, you know, they didn't have Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone did the voice of the shark, but he wasn't there filming it. That guy stood in for the shark and he kind of joked on Twitter. It's like, basically, you know, they saw my body shape and they're like, yeah, he'll be a good stand in. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and he's basically the shark while they're filming, you know, just wearing like a thing on his head, which is kind of funny. He's got the green outfit on and the. When, at the end of the movie, I didn't like when uh, Peacemaker kills a certain character. I mean, just in case nobody, somebody hasn't seen it all. And so that person, uh, there's going to be a Peacemaker HBO Max series. Like a 10 episode series or something like that. And I was like, I don't even watch a show with him. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> dick. But... James Gunn, I think, is writing and directing a lot of it, so I it'll still it'll be entertaining, right? So it's all pre this movie. Yeah, maybe it's a prequel. Yeah, yeah, I it'll probably be funny or whatever, stuff like that. So uh, happy with Suicide Squad? Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie to watch. Good stuff. I mean, like I said, I want to see it again. Uh, I don't know. I never know what the hell is going on with the DC movies. It's just like all of a sudden, oh, there's another one coming out. Okay, what is it? They don't. They don't. They're not announced like Marvel and Star Wars movies yeah. years in advance. Well, I know there's a there's a Flash movie being made. Yeah. And the whole big deal is it's going to deal with the multiverse, and uh, they've made a huge big deal about that Michael Keaton as Batman is going to be in right. it because there's going to be. It'll probably be a glorified... Because this is the Ezra Miller Flash, right? It'll be a less than a minute cameo, Stephen. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, people have got to... Just like, you know, Pete Davidson from SNL. Like, I remember, like, Pete Davidson casting Suicide Squad. Who, who's going to play or whatever? It's like, if you watch the movie, it didn't matter at all. He's in the movie for two seconds. Just, I hate... I've gotten so tired of clickbait media and shit, you know? There's this whole thing right now where uh, James Gunn said that he's t he loved working with Margot Robbie and he wants to do another... He wants to work on a project with her again one day. And people are like, oh, 
he's going to make a Harley Quinn movie. And people are like, da 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 da. Who's going to be in this? He's going to make a Gotham City Sirens movie. It's going to have Catwoman and blah, 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 blah. And they're, you know, they're just all these articles and stuff. And uh, I saw someone say, who are you going to cast as Catwoman? He's like, look, I'm not planning on making this movie at all. It's all made up bullshit. Okay. Right now, I'm going to start working on Guardians of Galaxy 3. and That's got my attention. uh, Yeah. That's another thing. As soon as you make a movie and you put it out, it's great that people love it, right? They want to consume it, but they're like, what are you making now? You know, are you going to make another one? It's just like, you need to chill the F out, man. <laughs> you understand it's going to take me, you know, we're in Years. pre-production for this one. We got months of filming, post-production, then we release it. I thought this film was very well made and uh, had a fun idea, had a fun villain, and it had fun action. And that's all well, you, you can want. say the spear did have a little bit to do with something, you know, mm-hmm. in the end her, yeah. that she used. Yeah. I thought it was going to have a little more impact. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like pierce a heart or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it would be to me. I thought it was going to be. Um, it's great. Like, like a po- essentially poison to the creature. What did you think of the sequence of the pixie song as they're walking in the rain? Wasn't that cool yeah. imagery? That they did a couple of the slow mo, but when they're in the rain and it's so rainy that you can't see, and then all of a sudden they appear and they're walking out and he's like got a shock and he's like <laughs> just blowing. You see the full viscera and everything. He's getting shot. I was like, yeah, I like this. I thought it was fun. I definitely think this is up there of one of my favorite DC films. It's just a lot of fun, you know, not because there's a lot of very heavy shit in the movies, DC movies, like the Batman V Superman and stuff. I, I liked having a lot of fun. And, it, you know, like I said, I liked Shazam. I liked Aquaman. Like, I know Aquaman is a ridiculous movie. Okay. I know it's over the top. It's got too much shit going on. Too many man buns. <laughs> man buns. Oh, that's when I grow my hair out to do a man bun, Steven. <laughs> but it's still fun, right? I think that my, the only thing that, that cracks me up is the man bun's going to date the movie. They just didn't have enough CGI for flowing water <laughs> hair. Uh, what I remember, what was that in... When we first saw Aquaman, something about it bothered you. I can't remember what it was. Oh, talking underwater. Yeah, talking underwater, yeah. I think uh, it was in uh, in Justice League. Did you ever watch uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League? Yes. Because, you know, they did the whole air bubble as they talk. But then in Aquaman, you know, James Wan is like, nah, man, they just talk underwater, dude. Who cares, man? It's like, oh, I think there was a well, a scene well, or two well, in, the, in the Aquaman one well, where they had that bubble. Well, yeah, yeah. But majority of it, they're just talking like normal underwater. It's like... Yeah. I just think it's like, nah, who cares? <laughs> you know? I mean, it, like I said, it bothered me to that extent. It's just like, ugh. I do like uh, Starro's line where he's like, I was happy just floating in space looking at stars, <laughs> you know? It's like, I was happy where I was, you know? Goddamn humans. Am I right? Yes. All right, Steven. Black what? Widow. Oh, yeah, Black Widow. I was about to take a break, but uh, ho, ho, ho. one more. Black Widow, I saw at home. Watched it at home again. Uh, you saw it in the theater. Yes. Uh, what did you think of it? It was, I, I enjoyed it. Because um, I got to say, 
uh, Quiet Place 2 and Black Widow were finished a long time ago and because of COVID. We right. had to wait forever. Suicide Squad, I think this is when it was supposed to come out, maybe, or was it pushback? I don't know. I think it came out when it was supposed I to. I think it was close. Mm. It may have been supposed to have been back in like May or February, but. But uh, you dig the Black Widow? Yes. I do like uh, her. Her, I don't want to say her father. Her father, David Harbor. David Harbor is fantastic. He was so great in that. He was a lot of fun. Uh, the the prison scenes where he's just destroying guys' arms. Yeah. You know, just beating them in arm wrestling. It, he's not even paying attention. You know, at first you don't you hate him because of what he did at the beginning yeah, yeah. of the movie. But then, like, he wins you over because you see what a kind of a sad guy he is. He just wanted to be great for his country. And then he gets used just like everybody else. And then he's, like, you know, nobody. Stuck away in a Siberian prison. Yeah, nobody wants anything to do with him. And, uh, yeah, I thought he was great. He brought a lot of energy. I totally called the Taskmaster thing. I was like, oh, Heather, you know who I think that is? And... Later on, when it revealed, I was like, nah, I was right. But it's pretty obvious, though. <laughs> Did you think that, yeah. too? Uh, but the thing that throws some people off is Taskmaster in the comic books is a dude, right? Spoiler alert for anybody who has, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hasn't but I seen was, Black Widow. I thought it was a good story, but I'll sh- also a total bummer because we know what happens to her character. And this was a prequel, right? Or this right, is right. Something that happened before. Uh, and it's, you know, it's doing the Marvel thing where it's like, hey, we're also setting up characters for later other movies. <laughs> and it's like, I get that too. But I thought the bad guy was a really bad guy. He's a real creep. Yes. But I thought, what was, uh, David Harbour's character's name? His, <sighs> his red, uh, the red something. Been too long now. It's funny because someone re- references the Crimson Dynamo because I remember in the comics, Crimson Dynamo was like the Russian Iron Man, right? And he's like, oh, you know, he's like, I once fought Captain America, you know. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, did Steve ever talk about me? And she is like, did Captain America ever mention me? It's like, <laughs> no. Red Guardian. The Red Guardian. That's it. I thought it was really, I gotta say, the one thing that pulled me out of the movie, and I don't like when anybody does this, Steven, just stop doing it in movies. Stop doing it in movie trailers. Because it's a very, it's a very cool opening title sequence. But, pulled me out of the movie, slow version cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. (laughs) And I was just like, uh... It's pulling, it's making me think about it and I need to just pay attention what the movie's showing me. But instead I'm thinking about like, why did you use this? It just pulled me out of the movie. Gotcha. Don't do that. You know, it's even, it's worse in movie trailers when, you know, you hear like some cover of some song. I hate that. And they still do it all the time. I watched like, uh, there was a teaser for the new season of The Witcher and all of a sudden you hear a woman, you know, singing some song like, I'm just like, no, stop. But they do it. Don't smell. Play, play smells like Teen Spirit in The Witcher. We need to have, you know, <laughs> Sean Uyoka makes trailers for a living. Yes. And I need to talk to him and ask him about like, what? so which cover are we putting in this trailer? You know? <laughs> 
You know, how many bombs are we putting in this? You know? Uh, but yeah. But he got like some award for Black Mass, right? For his, that cut for the trailer. I think trailer. so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's he... very cool. And I, maybe that didn't have a cover in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's I, doing them, he's doing them right. I thought all the action sequences are really cool. Do you, have you been watching any of the Marvel series? Like, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? No. Or, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I mean. Uh, did you watch the, um, Scarlet Witch one? WandaVision? Yes, we watched WandaVision. And have you watched, most recently, Loki? Yes, watched Loki. Did you like Loki? Yes. Oh, you didn't, you didn't watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier one, though? No. Wow. Um, I think at the time it came out, Melissa didn't have Disney Plus. Oh, you should go she back got and watch it for it. she got it for when for WandaVision and oh, okay. and uh we continued on with uh, Loki. Okay. Did you So like she was Loki? only buying it for like a month right. or two or whatever it was for us to watch it. Did you like Loki? Yes. I thought it was really good. Was I thought it got better as it went on and uh I I I thought it had a cool ending too. I liked all the Loki's uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Richard E. Grant's part where he just wanted to to ha- to mean something, and he's like, "Glorious purpose." When he realizes what he needs to do, I thought that was fantastic, and I thought the whole ending with the dude at the end was good. And when it you find out there's going to be a season two, I'm like, "All right, I'm digging this." Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I I think I spoiled this for you before. Is that uh, if you did, I don't remember. You know, uh, Steve Rogers is no longer around, so somebody's got to take the mantle of Captain America. And uh, Falcon doesn't want it, and Bucky is basically known as a criminal to some people. So uh, the military's like, we're going to give it to this guy. And that guy just happens to be Dud from Lodge 49. So (laughs) that's that'll crack you up when you see like. Wait, what is Dud doing with this? But I didn't know him as Dud at the time when I watched it. I was just like, this, this is Kurt Russell's son. Yes. But now I, uh, up to, I've, up to episode six of season two of Lodge 49. I gotta say already, it's probably one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, I love the show. It is so odd. It's so odd. I love all the characters. The tangents they go off on. I love Dud. I love Ernie. I love Liz, his sister, and the weird <laughs> shit that she does with her coworkers. Uh, her boss that's just such a weirdo. He's like... The sister kind of reminds me of Chuck's sister in a sense. Yeah, yeah. She kind of looks like her sometimes. No, I'm going to say we look like her, but, you know, mm-hmm. the her, even though that I say one's responsible and the other, the sister in Lodge 49 is not really responsible, mm-hmm. but... They kind of counter, you know, oppose each other. Yeah. It just kind of, I don't know why it made me think of her at times. I think Dud is such a sweet guy, you know? He he has the best of intentions. He just makes bad decisions. Have you run into Cheech yet? Yes. Okay. Love, love his painting so much. <laughs> I love when he takes Ernie and he's like, uh, 
shows him a picture and it's them in the van. He goes, whoa, this is eerie. <laughs> and later on, he's showing him the bar and he kind of looks up at the mirror and then he sees the painting and it's of him looking up in the mirror. It's so funny. <laughs> and then you see the, there's a painting of a flaming globe man. It's the globe suit and he's falling in the air. And he'd already saw that thing at the beginning where they're jumping out of the plane. His head's on fire and he runs and jumps out. So later on, when he looks at that painting, it's like, hmm. It's just funny how there's stuff like, oh, my God, I saw that earlier. You know? Yeah, I didn't want to say anything about the paintings if we hadn't seen them. I thought that was that whole thing was brilliant. <laughs> I love it all. and It's just so good. It I haven't finished it yet, but it makes me so mad that they canceled the show. Yeah. It's like there's sometimes, you know, there's shows that are fine and they don't do great in the ratings, cancel them. But there's some that don't you watch me go, the show's special. We got to keep it going, guys. Because that's the way I feel now. The show is special. You know a special show when you see it. And Lodge 49 is a special show. Isn't it? I like that uh, he's hobbling around all this time with a shark bite that won't heal. <laughs> yeah, first he's got a snake bite. And I love that when oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. How, how's your brother? I, You know, is his snake bite okay? He's like, oh, you mean shark bite. Oh, I thought he had a snake bite. Oh, no. Yeah, he did. But he also has been bit by a shark. Yeah. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. One of my favorite lines is like, there's that pyramid scheme of the, <laughs> the Phydra water. And the guys at the the uh, lodge are like talking about the Phydra. You know, if I could tell this many or whatever. And Dud's like, no, guys, this is a pyramid scheme. You guys need to get in on this so we can find the scrolls, man. Invest in something real. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and... uh Liz is trying to pitch the Phydra to her coworkers like, we don't have any money. She goes, you don't need money. We just need to find people below you. They put up their money. He's like, there's no one below us. So we're like the <laughs> lowest. I just, they've got like, she's got tons of that water in her <laughs> yeah. house. I love, the lady's like, you look uh, phydrated, dehydrated. He goes, I think you mean dehydrated. She goes, no, dehydrated. <laughs> And he's like, no, this is one of those pyramid schemes. <laughs> I love how weird it is. And Bruce Campbell's part in season one is so bizarre. Captain, I'm captain. I thought, and his fate in that it was just like bizarre too. You don't see, this show is like so strange, surreal, and original. And I remember through, they always listen to this like, um, crime novelist on tape where the guy's talking to me. He took those three guys out and now he's driving or whatever. And they're listening to the narration. They're hanging on everywhere. It's like, man, this is so good. I was always like, whose voice is that? It sounds so familiar. And then when they reveal who it is, I'm like, oh, of course that's who it is. Because at first I was like, is that Brian Cranston's voice? And I was like, no. But when you find out who it is, I was like, of course that's who it is. You see his name in the credits as a producer for every episode. And I didn't put two and two together. And uh, I love that footage. They're going to see him because he's a famous author. And the glass is broken. Guys, Is he here? He goes, no, man, you missed it. He kind of went nuts and ran through the plate glass window. I got on video if you want to see it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and you just see he runs with his head down and just goes, smashes right through the glass. So good. But like I said, I've got, uh, what is it? I've got four episodes left. And you watch this as it aired, right? Yes. Yeah. And, I uh, watched it the 
you know, the weekend after it aired. Yeah. What made you want to watch it? Because I didn't really, I didn't know what it was or anything. It wasn't on my radar at all. We kept seeing, me and my brother were seeing it um, advertised, and it was just like, this seems so weird. Let's, you know, check out the first show or two, see if it's worth it. And it was, like you said, he's such an endearing character. It's like, all right, I want to see what he does next. Yeah, yeah. You know? The whole thing with uh, the new pool people, they come to the store, and their son, Bowie, who's like this deranged guy who never says anything. He just kind of stares. Drives a big 4x4 truck. There's a part with the lady who used to date their dad, you know, the crazy Phydra lady, where she's like, I saved your life from that boy who's trying to kill you. And he's like, no, no, he wasn't trying to kill me. He just kind of assaulted me. But, yeah, actually, he did try to murder me later, but that's <laughs> beside the point. <laughs> that's so great. I love those characters so much. So good. And I know I'm not going to... It's. I hope I get some semblance of an ending, but I know it's going to be like stuff for season three was supposed to right. carry on. It makes me mad that this is the kind of show that needs to keep going, you know? Very original. That, uh, you know, it's like, it wasn't, it seemed very. When you see something so great get canceled, it bums you out because things that are original and fresh and make you feel a certain way need to be upheld and like, we need to encourage this kind of creation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just bums me out. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't want to, I got, I, like, I was watching two episodes a night and I told Heather, I was like, I got to stop this. I got to watch one episode a night because I, because <laughs> there's either watch them all and you're done or stretch them out. And I want to so, stretch yeah, them yeah, out. I'm stretched out over two seasons, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, and have so- you watched it again since you originally watched it? I have not. Because no. they're all on Hulu. And I told Heather, I was like, as soon as I finish this, I'm going back to the beginning. I'm going to watch it over again. <laughs> See what you miss. Because I guarantee you, that I've already noticed stuff that was hinted at that we saw later. Like that weird, surreal kind of vision at the beginning of the first episode and you see connie with this weird blindfold on and then later on she's wearing the blindfold and you're like oh yeah okay it's like predicting things that were gonna happen yeah it's like why do you keep painting me in a mariachi suit do i look like i'm wearing a mariachi suit (laughs) Uh, i can't wait to see why he's wearing the mariachi suit oh god Okay, what do you say we take a break, Steven, and we'll be right back? Yes, let's do that. All right, let's do this. The Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk will return after these messages. (laughs) Watch me scare Fred out of his pebbles. Yo, Martians! (laughs) Delicious. Arnie! Whoops, got a blast on! Host Pebbles cereal, part of this nutritious breakfast. Now from Pebbles, you can get a Fred Flintstone flying disc. Or Barney. Or Dino. For fun with a twist, it's a Flintstone flying disc. What an especially marked box of Post Rudy or Cocoa Pebbles cereal. Just for the rock of it, just for the roll of it. Just for the love of it, 
Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind-the-scenes access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Now, it's here. The excitement, the adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, phase together. For two crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. Sidewinder, the wheels twist behind her. Try and catch me. It's the big new Sidewinder cycle. Your parents put it together. And Sidewinder's got the stun shifter. Sidewinder. With sure grip steering, super sleek styling, and a stun shifter that can spin you into excitement. Sidewinder, the wheels twist behind her. Sidewinder cycle with stun shifter. New from Tonka. Video game systems have come a long way from simple beginnings to games that simply lost their challenge. <laughs> then the advanced intelligence of CBS ColecoVision materialized. It's got better graphic definition, just like arcade games. More changing screens, more to challenge any game wizard. You can add on modules to expand the system into an 80K computer. And more! It's the most powerful video game system available. CBS ColecoVision. Bye, John! My toy! This new Popeye video game has the boys fighting worse than ever. It's my game. It's got three screens just like the arcade. Watch out! Yikes! Uh-oh. Fight like a man. Where's me spinach? Yow! Not your choke, you wimp. I ain't wimpy. I'm much better looking. <laughs> New Popeye video game available for most popular home video and computer systems. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to Film Bastards, a podcast where three friends, two of them married and two of them podcasting life partners, chat everything from new releases, trailers, news, and an eclectic mix of other film goodies over many, many, many tangents. You can find them by searching your podcast provider or check them out on Twitter and Instagram by searching Film Bastards. You never know, you might like it. And if you don't, well, we don't really give a f- Chewy 
wholesome granola, pure premium milk chocolate. Let's go take a dip. All you can think about is taking a dip. Granola goodness with the chocolate kick. Take a dip, 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 dips. Message for Ronald McDonald. I do believe this mailbox is addressing me. <laughs> McDonald's Happy Meal. Hamburger. <laughs> Now that's what I call special delivery. <laughs> Skiing, gymnastics. When you buy a McDonald's Good Sports Happy Meal, you get sports games, cutouts, even sports quizzes, plus a surprise inside. Four different Good Sports Happy Meal boxes at participating McDonald's. We now return to the Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. All right, we are back, everybody. Yes, we are back. I hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. Oh, indeed, I did. <laughs> Steven, uh, we've been watching some TV shows, right? You watch TV shows? Of course I do. What do you say we check out what is on our Rokus, huh? I'm more Fire Stick Hulu. (laughs) (laughs) Fire Stick. I'm Roku, your Fire Stick. Now, Steven, uh, you don't have Apple Plus, right? No. Okay. Apple Plus has a series starring... uh, Jason Sudeck is called Ted Lasso. Have you heard of this show? No. Ted Lasso. It's a football coach from America who's been hired to run a soccer team in England, a football club, and he knows nothing about it. That was season one. It's in season two. The thing that is great about the show is what a great guy Ted Lasso is. He's very positive and chipper guy. He's... You know, got a lot going on internally, too. He's not just a simple kind of one-sided character. And all the characters you meet, you love, too. And it becomes kind of like a found family. Kind of like Lodge 49 has in a lot of ways, too. It's just a really funny show. And it's a really good show. Ted Lasso. Uh, there's also another... And I recommend that. Uh, I can't wait to watch the new episode of that. There's a new show starring Jogo Levitt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's written, he created, written, directed, and all this stuff, produced it, called Mr. Corman. And I watched the first three episodes. It's about Harvey? <laughs> no. It's about this, what's funny is I saw it described as sad sack guy. And he is kind of a sad sack. He's a teacher who's a musician that, you know... There's that kind of statement in there, like teachers, they don't, people only become teachers when they fail at what they really want to do in life. And it's kind of like that, like he doesn't know what to do with his life. And while the show has some amusing moments, I am wondering where it's going. The craziest thing is his mom is played by Deborah Winger, but I haven't seen her in anything in so long. Right. I, I was like, is that Deborah Winger? Like. Holy shit, it is! You know, like, I've I just seen read something about her on, on the, on Google News or something on her, uh, when she was 
uh, I guess they were talking about her being in a new show. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like she kind of re- dis- came out of retirement, disappeared and retired from Hollywood. Yeah. And then has come back now. And I guess she had said some uh, weird thing. I guess some derogatory things about Richard Gere in the past. <laughs> I I just think of her as sissy from Urban Cowboy when I see her, but I know she's done a lot of other things. Because I think it was on the uh, Officer and a Gentleman, mm-hmm. and uh, talked about her relationship with uh, the her the mom character, the the real person, Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. Yeah, you know, and Shirley McLean talking about her wrote uh, her memoirs, talking about that and stuff that Deborah Winger supposedly did. She goes, no, I think she's kind of mixing up between me and her daughter and stuff. But anyways, <laughs> sorry. Well, in a the, tangent of uh, Deborah Winger. One thing I read about the show is they were make I think uh I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt said they made the first 3 episodes and then COVID happened and they were put on hiatus wondering what to do. And it takes place in LA, I believe. And finally they went to New Zealand and they filmed the rest of the season. So I'm waiting for the next episode, the fourth episode. It comes out you know, next Friday. Like how did they like, does this look like New Zealand or is it still, you know, cause they could film in an apartment. You don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah. It could still be LA. a classroom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because they've established what his apartment looks like. And you know, they could build a set where it looks yeah. just like his apartment. Uh, but I just want to see the exteriors go, that doesn't look like, uh, LA, but what do I know? But, but they could do all their exterior shots later, do all yeah, the, yeah. totally like all their even primaries, him, even him driving in a car, you know, you don't COVID, you know, it doesn't matter if he's in his car by himself and you're filming it or whatever, but, uh, as long as they don't do too slow a shot and you don't see, you know, there'd be palm trees there, I would assume, because mm-hmm. it's an island. I want Mike, who lives in New Zealand right now, to get back to me if he watches this. Like, <laughs> Mike, no. you have homework. It's like, no, that was New Zealand. <laughs> I could tell. Uh, You're driving on the wrong side of the road I for was talking, Americans. I was talking to Mike recently about home theater, of all things. It was funny because he's been watching things on a projector. And I was like, what projector? I need to know about this. And I said, you know, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos at home theater, and there's a place in New Zealand that I have watched their videos. Here it is. He's like, that's near where I live. And I was like, you need to go check that out. <laughs> but it's okay. Funny thing here. Uh, here's a little segue, okay, before we talk about uh, anything else. I want to talk about Marvel What If in a second. But uh, speaking of Marvel and home theater stuff, but there's a thing. I, it doesn't matter what this podcast is called. I don't want anyone to ever tell these guys what I, that I'm talking about them or whatever. Don't want to troll them. There's a home theater podcast that I've listened to for years, like over 10 years. Like I said, they're in the thousands of episodes, right? And uh, I was telling you that they talk about home theater gear. They talk about screens and sound and streaming and blah, blah, blah. But whenever they talk about movies, it's glaringly obvious that they don't know what they're talking about. They know nothing about actors, directors. They can never come up with the name of who they're talking about. And I listen, I, this happens to all of us. If we know about a subject and we're listening and somebody's talking about something and they can't place a name, you're just like, are you freaking kidding? 
You're talking about, uh, and you're just like, it's Sean Connery, asshole. Come on. What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> uh, every episode of this show, and I, and it almost becomes a joke now that I will listen and I'll go, Oh, come on. You know, like, you don't know Bruce Campbell. Yeah. yeah. How do you not know? Like, it doesn't. No, Bruce Campbell is obscure for them. Well, I'm, I know, about, I'm just saying it'd be like you not knowing. It'll, who it'll be like, uh, oh, it's starring that one guy, that one guy. Um, 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 uh, you know, he's he's in that one movie. He's one. He's like, oh, what movie? You know, he's uh, he plays the agent, the agent. Oh, you mean James Bond? No, 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 no. He's an agent guy. Oh, he was in the movie where he flies jets. It's like Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, that's him. And you're like, you can't come up with that name <laughs> you can't pull the Tom scientologist Cruise. you can't pull that out of your vocabulary like <laughs> so bruce campbell they're like who they would never know who that is because <laughs> they don't know who tom cruise is. well uh but i'm in a clip for i've been talking to adam sixton about these guys forever like forever and finally i was like you know what dude i'm gonna make you a clip and play it for you I sent this to Adam, and look, this was his response. <laughs> All right, check this out. That was painful, but at least he pulled Daniel Craig out eventually, right? Yes. Now, knew, just, now, Timothy Dalton, since he only did, like, what, two Bonds, I think? <laughs> yeah. That would have been a difficult one for non-Bond people yeah yeah i i would have i would have known timothy dalton there was one a while back i wish i could have found that it was really bad their conversation was painful but this one they're talking about friday the 13th even at one point he goes friday the 13th jason he says the name jason and the other guy's like oh who was the guy with the hockey mask and he can't come up with the name the other guy just said it and he's like i don't know and you've already said the name but listen to this this is ridiculous Okay, Steven, these guys just said it. They do a podcast where they're celebrating watching films in a home theater. But do you get the feeling that they don't care about movies at all or they're just not? Are they just do they just care about the technical aspects of the sound? It's all about the, the picture, the gear and the speakers and the acquiring. So what does it matter? You're saying that they the wouldn't watch a mix. film that didn't have X rating. You yeah, know, one, one, uh, yeah, one guy said that he goes by IMDb. Any film he's interested in, he goes to IMDb if it has, and he looks at the rating. If it's below a certain uh, percentage, whatever it's done on IMDb, he won't watch it. And when I heard that, it drove me nuts because IMDb has the dumbest ratings ever because it's just people going on there clicking like whatever they think of the movie and i've never seen a decent rating for any movie i like on imdb because it's it's just morons it's people you don't even know why would you care what complete strangers if i went up to the cashier at cvs walgreens what do you think of the new <laughs> mission impossible movie yeah, and you know like, and i hated it it's I like well it. i'm never gonna go see it now because you hated it it's like i don't know you why right. do i know what your sensibilities are or anything you know his whole reason for watching a movie or not drove me nuts and i was i asked myself this all the time why do i listen to this <laughs> why am i putting myself through this and i'll listen to year it. after year 
Yeah, and they'll talk about, they'll predict all the time, like, theaters, they're going out of business soon, everyone's going to have a home theater, kind of those, like, no, they're not, people can't afford this shit, but uh, they'll talk about movies, and it's always a conversation like that, they'll go, who is that one guy that was in something, and they can never pull it out <laughs> of anywhere. I like that they knew Mike Myers was the comedian. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, Mike Myers, wasn't he one of them? He was, was on Mike SNL. Myers? Yeah, I'm just like, mm. a lot of times I'm driving while listening. I'm just like, mm. they drive me nuts, man. <laughs> oh my well, God. I mean, I'm sure Mike Myers had the same issue you have being Jason. You know, mm. every Friday the 13th, how many times have you heard that? Yeah. For well, years. Well, it's just the fact he goes, hey, hey, what do you guys think? You know, Jason and, you know, he had a hockey mask, right? Yeah. Wait, who's Mike Myers? Who's that? There was a guy with a hockey mask. Was he the guy with the hockey mask? He just said it was Jason. Come on. If you don't know that Jason is the guy from Friday night, Friday the 13th. Friday night lights. If you don't know he's the guy from Friday the 13th with a hockey mask, that Jason, that's not like hard movie trivia, Steven. Mike Myers isn't hard movie trivia. Yeah, Mike Especially Myers. Especially since they've been releasing them here. And it's the like there was a Halloween years. movie recently. There's you know? one coming out. Halloween Kills, yeah. And uh, these guys drive me nuts, man. Why do I listen <laughs> to this? But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a promise to you guys. The new Freddy. I'm going to start making clips of every conversation I hear on the show that drives <laughs> me nuts and play it for you guys. Because it's unbelievable. If there was one that set me off. And I remember telling Adam a long time ago, verbatim, what they were saying and how it was driving me nuts. I don't remember at all what it was now. I wish I could figure it out. But, oh, my God. Sometimes they'll talk about something. Like, when they talk about the Academy Awards or something, and they're like, there, uh, there was that, he made that one movie. Oh, uh, what was that? And he's like, I don't know. And they're just, like, sitting here trying to think. And I'm like, use the Internet. Come on, guys. You're sitting something. in front of a computer. <laughs> Recording yourselves. And he'll, they'll always say, like, we'll leave it to the viewers to tell us. And I just want to go to wherever, like, listeners go, like, have you guys ever noticed these guys don't know shit about movies? They're so movie dumb. And I'm not talking about... Why are we listening to, to them about tech specs? Yeah, you don't have to know a lot about movies. I'm not saying to be a, a movie snob or anything, but this is pretty simple shit I'm talking about, you know? It's crazy. Well, like you said, they're sitting in front of a movie, uh, uh, in front of a, a computer, Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's uh, pause for a second. Let's wait. Mike, oh. Mike Myers, uh, comedian, uh, Halloween. Yeah, okay. Halloween. Probably in Google Photos, there will eventually be Halloween, yeah. uh, the Mike Myers, the shape or something. I mean, because you could say scary movie Mike Myers. <laughs> yes. You know? And. You know. <laughs> I just, I just had to get this out because every <laughs> Friday, these guys are consistent. They put a show out every Friday and they have for years and years. And like I said, they're in the thousands. It's crazy. I remember when they, Do they did have their, a following. Yes. And they have people leaving voicemails, their thousandth show. And, you know, I try not to be bitter or jealous, but when I was listening to congratulations on your thousand show, I was like, I can't listen to this. It's driving me, making me so mad that they've done a thousand of these shows. Like, why? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm over it. But anyway, uh, 
Uh, I was going to talk about Marvel What If. It's a new animated series that's coming out weekly on Disney+. And the first episode was, what if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve? Yes. And she's this big kind of hulking, muscular Peggy Carter, and she's got a shield with a British insignia. And Steve Rogers is still kind of scrawny Steve Rogers. But what's so... uh, Okay, first of all, the animation is done in kind of that 2D style, but it's like 3D animation. You know, you could tell they use computers is what I'm saying, right? They, Peggy and Steve still are in love with each other. So you've got this giant hulking woman, this little scrawny guy, and they like are in love. And it's, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, and the action is, but he would never have gotten into the military being scrawny. No, he was about to step inside the machine. Oh. Uh, he was the So he'd already sele- been signed up for the military. Yeah, it's just and they like were the gonna... movie he selected, right? Gotcha. He's about he's, to get in and he's then selected for the super he gets soldier. shot by a saboteur and he's there and they're like, We've gotta do this now, otherwise we'll lose our chance and Peggy's like, Fine, I'll get in. And uh, one guy's like, No, not a woman and you know, she gets inside. And I thought it was pretty good. It was entertaining. Uh you know, it had a great sense of humor and it had references to the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger, and how things had changed. And there's even a part where Bucky, he's about to fall, and she grabs him by the arm and yanks him. And he goes, whoa, you almost pulled my arm off. <laughs> and, you know, just little wink, wink, stuff like that. That's pretty good. But it's a fun show. It's animated. You know, I don't know. You know, it's just kind of entertainment, and then it's over. And you kind of forget about it. But, you know, fun stuff. And I'm going to decorate my home theater with all Marvel what if stuff. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steven, I want to, I, I selected a few news stories just to read just a couple. Cause you've used the HBO max app, right? Yes. On the fire stick. Let me ask you this. Does it work well? I haven't had any problems with it. You haven't had My, any the, problems? The only problem I have is when I want to stop before the next show, Mm-hmm. You know, it keeps running a bit. It's not. It's it's got the lag between the remote and it, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I don't think I've had any crashes on it. Oh yeah, um, I, we we've had that. It sometimes if you try to like, oh wait, back it up, yeah, back it up, and we'll watch something. Oh wait, okay, just fast forward to where we were. It'll crash and just go back to the Roku home screen or whatever. I'm just I guess because like, we haven't done that, so... Yeah, if you try to fast-forward every once in a while or something, like, oh, we already saw this bit last week or something, it'll sometimes crash I mean, on we you. Do, we get the skip intro, and that works, because mm-hmm. we've been watching uh, Doom Patrol. White Lotus? And, have you watched that show? No. Uh, <laughs> that show just, drives Heather crazy, the White Lotus. I'm trying to think, what did we just finish? We finished... Uh, oh, we just finished Doom Patrol. That's the one we oh, just okay. finished. The new season's about to start, yep. or uh, the new September season of Titans 23rd. came out today. And we have we started watching Titans, oh, so cool. we're three or four episodes in there. Are you surprised at how violent it is? <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. Well, I, I, I'll i say I stumbled upon that on the TNT. Mm-hmm. It's playing on that, like, after a show. Right. And, like, I, Sunday night I was sitting home or something, or maybe it's out of town. I don't remember. And whatever I was watching had gone off, and it came on. I'm like, going, wait a second. And so I watched essentially the first episode, mm-hmm. and then I 
talked with Melissa, like, are you interested? It's on HBO. She goes, no, you can watch. I said, well, I've just started it. I just watched the first episode, but I would like to rewatch it in its full yeah, R rate R ratedness, if you will. I started watching it. A lot of some sometimes those are Heather's nap show, like or she'll fall asleep on the couch and I'm watching it and then she'll wake up halfway and she's like, Who's that person? I'm like, Oh, that's Robin. What is he doing? I'm like, Well, he's doing so and so. Who's that girl? I'm like, Well, that's and she ends up watching the rest of the episode and she's like, Let's watch the next one. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll like watch three episodes and she's like oh i like the show i'm like okay we'll keep watching it and then somewhere along the lines we get derailed by another show and like i never finished season two of titans and i need to get back to it so we just started that last year we got crazy and we had like show so many shows <laughs> she we wrote them down on a piece of paper and had a little hat and we're drawing okay we have to watch this once a night you know yeah. So we were just like, okay, we got to finish this one. Okay. Yeah, we still need to watch Atypical. And yeah, I finished that. Will you um, guys watch, uh, like. And we're watching Broadchurch. Will you guys ever watch kind of like. We just finished season. kind of romantic shows at all? Like something like Virgin River? Because Heather and I will watch that. I haven't seen it, no. Uh, a widowed. A nurse comes to a small town, folksy town, and they need a nurse to work with the grouchy doctor. And soon she's endeared herself to the entire town. And who's this? Jack. He runs the bar. He's a war veteran. He's gruff and handsome. Boy, Uh do they have a lot of chemistry. You know, we've watched those kind of shows. (laughs) No, we haven't watched any of those. (laughs) Uh, Usually, I'll suggest something. They're uh, mostly uh, uh, probably the sci-fi genre. I've got to tell you about and this one storyline, Stephen. Like, nope. She'll be out. Yeah, yeah. There's a storyline at the end of Virgin River Season 2. This woman, she's hiding with her son from an abusive husband. That husband tracks her down. He's a cop. That's why she had to get away from him, because he has a cop. He can manipulate anything, right? They get in an argument. He falls down the stairs dead. He, She gets the local nice guy who works at the restaurant to help her hide the body. He gets rid of it. They find it. Find him crashed in his car, like in a river. It looks like it was a car accident. They deem it, enough, they deem it an accident or whatever. Whew, everything's okay. Until the very last episode, he's sitting there at the bar. How is he alive? What's going on? It's not him. It's his twin brother, who's also a cop, who suspects he was murdered, and he's there to find out what happened. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> this is stupid. I mean, yes, the whole show's stupid, but this was too stupid. <laughs> I'm out. Whenever you bring in the twin brother yeah, that's not a twin, it's the same actor, you know, like a soap opera, you're like, oh, wait, I'm watching a soap opera, all right? <laughs> Out. <laughs> Out. But yeah, it, um, Titans is a good show, and I've been meaning to watch Doom Patrol. And. Because there's an episode of Titans where they introduced Doom Patrol. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we just saw that one. Okay, and it was a weird not having Timothy Dalton in yeah, the role. As, like, as, who the hell's this guy? That's the, the guy who lost his job when Timothy Dalton got interested yeah. in the parts. Uh, you know, poor guy. 
Yeah, I was wanting to watch Westworld, the mm-hmm. seri- the HBO series. That's a hard watch, man. It's and, interesting and, up to a point. And, yeah, I think Melissa was out after episode two or three. Oh, wow. She's like, no, no. Uh, we made it to season two. So. It's like. It's good, but it's also confusing when it doesn't think, need to be. It's really full of itself. It's, try to think of the sci-fi one that was re, um, drawn a blank on it. Cause I mean, we watched like, it's a premise. um, uh, essentially people are, are put into different bodies. Their, their brain, their consciousness goes into a different body. Oh, altered carbon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make it through the whole season? No. She, <laughs> she was out on like half of the first episode, maybe. Oh, wow. I think we watched two. Yeah. And we watched, well, Joel Kinnaman is the star, so we watched the whole season yeah. of that. Now I want to get back to that one. I'll watch it. Yeah. It's a good show. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is a little crazy, but. It's, it's I mean, horrible. I watched The Expanse. The Expanse was kind of... I would take Alter Carbon over Westworld any day, you know? Alter, uh, Westworld's a well-made show, but God, it's so, so full of itself. Like, come <laughs> on, all right? Jesus, come on, get to the point. And the, is is it over, or are they making more Westworlds? Uh, you know? I think there's a new season coming, I think. Because I know the wasn't there was the the original movie with Yul Brynner, and then then they made another one that was <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Space yeah. World or whatever. I mean, uh, Future World. Future World. Yeah. Yes. You know what's so funny is uh, Heather and I on AMC or something, not AMC, uh, TCM, Turner Classic Movies or whatever. Is that what it's called? They Turner were, Classic Movies. Yeah. They were showing the original Westworld. Uh huh. You know, with Yul Brynner, and you know when the, all the robots go crazy or whatever and he's trying to kill richard benjamin at the end (laughs) there's a part where he kind of pops up at one point and heather goes "Ah!" like that and i went are you kidding me (laughs) and she started laughing i go this old ass movie gave you a jump scare (laughs) (laughs) that was so funny but i mean that movie is fun to watch but the fact that they turned that into this convoluted HBO series, which <laughs> has its moments, but my God, it's a, just a little, it's, you know, Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan Nolan, <laughs> and uh, he just needs to calm down. But anyway, Stephen, I was going to read this story. Okay, continue. Uh, Sorry. I just... It's titled, HBO Max is aware that its app is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, here it, it says, according, some upgrades is all. according to HBO Max insiders who spoke to Vulture on the condition of anonymity, the design flaws stem from the fact that the current HBO Max app was basically created from the scrap metal of the old HBO Go and HBO Now services, whereas competitors like Netflix and Hulu designed from the ground up. HBO Max, as we currently experience it, was as... It's most essential originally designed as mainly a hosting platform for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Issues were tossed out by engineers in favor of ensuring that the app could handle the massive influx of traffic that would inevitably result from hundreds of thousands of people simultaneously tuning in to catch the latest episode of the fantasy Junkernaut on Sunday nights. But who cares what went wrong in the past, right? The app is a mess now. How are they going to make things better? 
According to the unnamed executive who spoke to Vulture, HBO has a massive app design overall in the work. Overhaul, not overalls. We're going to replace every single connected TV app in the next four or five months. Fantastic! So when can users expect to see those updates rolling out? Wobegon Roku users will be the first in line to get the new Max app along with PlayStation customers. Apple TV customers will likely have to wait until the end of the year, while an overhaul of the mobile and web-based apps is penciled in for early 2022. Oh, that's me. <laughs> uh the mayor of uh, East Town, that show with Kate Winslet, the the finale uh, was airing like on a Sunday, and it was storming here, and uh, it had already started, and it was messing up, and I was like, well, "Let's watch the HBO Max app." It would not start playing; it kept crashing over and over again. It was crashing, it was crashing, and uh, we're like, Heather was like, "What do we do? What do we do?" And I was like. Uh, uh, oh, I've got the HBO Max app on the PS4 or whatever. Wouldn't work. I go on Twitter. It's not working for anybody. Everybody was trying to watch this finale and it crashed it. Like, that's bad. Because anybody can watch Netflix and it doesn't crash. The shit doesn't crash. So I was like, that's so lame. What we ended up doing is waiting till like the 10 o'clock showing where they rerun it and the storm had gone and we just watched it then. Yeah. But uh, still, it was annoying that we couldn't watch it. I'm wondering, you said, you've got it on Roku. I've got it on the Fire Stick, so maybe my Fire Stick's a little more stable than the Am Roku, I, you know, th- it's, that app? It's fine most of the time. It yeah. really is. But every once in a while, I'm That's like, why I said a little more. I Like I said, we really don't do... Like uh, fast forwarding or rewinding that much, other than the skip intros. Yeah, um, uh, Suicide Squad was fine. Yeah, but every once in a while, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this, and it's like, no, you're not. I'm like, what? And he's like, you're not gonna watch this right now. <laughs> I was like, why not? I just don't want you to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, it's fine. <clears throat> okay, one more story, Stephen. I didn't have a lot because I'm so sick of movie news. Marvel's Shang-Chi, is that how I say it? Will come to Disney 40, Disney Plus 45 days after the theatrical release. That, that, that's right, Stephen. I that's can't. That's the 10 rings. I can't pay, play, I can't pay <laughs> $30 to watch it on the release date. I gotta wait 45 days. Uh, one thing I will say about this, when Quiet Place 2 came out, I did want to see it, but I wasn't gonna go to a theater. And then eventually, I think it was 21 days later, Yeah. Uh, Paramount Plus was like, eh, you can watch it on a wrap. Go ahead. And I was like, okay, I will. I think that was the first theater movie we went, I went to this year was that one. Oh, okay. And there were Here's six or eight people of, of us in there. Here's you know? the thing. Black Widow, a lot of people want to see a Marvel movie in the theater. This is not an established, like a lot of people don't know about the master of Kung Fu comics. Are they going to go to the theater to see this? Wouldn't it have been, this may have been the movie they should have put also online at the same time, maybe? Instead of Black Widow? Maybe get people to, like, people who normally might not go to the movies to see this would go, hey, I'm going to watch it. Is this a Disney? This is a Marvel movie. A Marvel. Marvel It's Disney, though. Yeah. Unlike Black Widow, Shang-Chi will kick off in theaters only. We're supposed to be outraged right now, Stephen, but they don't, you know, these guys, they said 45 days. You, most of the headlines say this. 
of the new Marvel film will not be available on Disney+. Plus. Click here and find out why. And it's like, it's going to theaters only 45 days later. It's like, oh, why did I click on this? <laughs> uh, Shang-Chi and the Level of the, the Legend of the Ten Rings, the latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, will not be available on Disney Plus Premier Access the day it comes out in theaters. Instead, the movie will be part of an interesting experiment, says CEO Bob Chappick. Debuting in theaters on September 3rd, but coming to Disney Plus just 45 days after the theatrical debut, Disney announced this Thursday during its quarterly investors call. And then they'll get into Black Widow. It debuted, but it didn't make as much money. Now Scarlett Johansson is suing them and blah, blah, blah. So, whatever. Yeah, she had it written into her contract. Just from what, you know. I think she she probably has a case. That's what I heard on that HT guys podcast. <laughs> Steven, what do you say we read some Rotten Tomatoes? Let's do it. You say either. I say either. You say neither. And I say neither. Either. Either. Neither. Neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Yes, you like potato. And I like potato. Like tomato, I like tomato, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. I like stale tomato juice. Now, Stephen, you saw what I posted yes, earlier yes. on Facebook. Of course. Wasn't it hilarious? Yes. Because uh, let's talk about the, uh, it's not the fall guy, which is about to say it's free man. Free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Which means free guy. His name is Guy. Free him, right? Okay. Is that what it means? Or is it just free guy? I don't know. But Stephen is currently... Until you watch it, you'll never know. (laughs) It's 81%. Guess I'm going to the theater. It's certified fresh, Stephen. 95% audience score. Man, the crowds are loving And right away, I saw a good review and a bad review. This one says... Side one, by side. This one by Jeffrey M. Anderson of Common Sense Media. A tad formulaic and not quite as edgy as it might have been, Sean Levy's video game comedy still gets by on an unwavering cheerfulness. Jeez, what's the problem? <laughs> by, I just needed to burp. Yes. By on by, <laughs> video game comedy still gets by on an unwavering cheerfulness, unvarnished likability, and a steady stream of solid giggles. Which hey, that's what, what we get in the movies for. Three out of five, fresh. Fresh. Okay. Here's Patrick McDonald of WBGRFM. Has some decent laughs and good chemistry, but so boringly predictable for a so-called modern life video game movie and follows the maxim, a cheap laugh is better than no laugh, rotten. Three out of five. (laughs) So you got a good review, three out of five. Bad review, three out of five. Makes no sense. I'm going to start rating Rotten Tomato itself. The guy says, has some decent laughs and good chemistry. That's fresh. Yes. 
And, you know, we could argue with this all day about ratings, but a rating three out of five will always mean it's good. good. Always. Yeah. So for the fact that they counted that as rotten. That you can go the two and a half out of five is arguable. It absolutely shows you what how stupid Rotten Tomatoes is, doesn't it? Here's another three out of five by Clarice Lowry. Jodie Comer so natural in the role that it saves Millie from existing only as the object of a man's affections almost single-handed. Lee? Three out of five. That's fresh. Fresh, baby! Ryan Reynolds is at the tops, as at top skill level in this clever video game comedy. Richard Roper, three out of four. Man, that's, I, why does he use four? Come on. But, uh, that's pretty lame sentence there. I mean, it's just. Like I said, I think they need to have, uh, if you submit it to them, then you have to follow their formula of out of five, out of ten, whatever. But. Rotten Tomatoes needs to set it. Do you and want, do you wonder if the 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 reviewer who gave it a three out of five and it was counted as rotten is he like, hey, I gotta call them, they gotta fix this, or he's like, I don't care. He probably has no idea. <laughs> he probably doesn't even look at it. I mean, who submitted probably, it? Did- probably the first time he got on Rotten Tomatoes, he's probably like, oh, this is cool, look everybody. But now he's old hat. He didn't care. <laughs> he didn't he didn't pay attention to that shit. But shouldn't you? Shouldn't you? I think we've argued this many times. Uh, yeah, oh, God. Oh, uh, here's a 4.5 out of 5. Free Guy is as uplifting and humane as it is hilarious and action-packed. It's a film that champions the value of friendship and positivity over division and negativity. A refreshing perspective that feels especially vital in today's world. A 4.5 out of 5 by Cynthia Vinny. A film racket. Rotten. No, it's not. I know it's fresh, but. Jesse Hassinger <laughs> of Paste Magazine says, the real world material of which there is overmuch, overmuch, is that a word? Is disastrous, pitched with nonstop exposition and sputtering buzzword laden quips. I give it a 4.5 out of 10. Rotten. I almost had you, didn't I? <laughs> now let me ask you this: Are you interested in Free Guy? I would watch it. it looks, <laughs> I'm going to say this: Looks cute. <laughs> oh, that looks cute. Yeah, I was asking Melissa about it, and she she was just like, "I said that new movie. We saw the trailer for it the other day." She's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's got the Ryan Reynolds in it, you know? It's, it's a computer movie. It's like a you video know? game guy." Now let me ask you this: When you ask someone, like. Hey, did you see so-and-so? They're like, yeah, I did see it. Well, what did you think? It's cute. Does that make you want to see the movie? No. <laughs> Unless it's supposed to be a cute movie. Steven, I saw Don't Breathe 2. Did you? It was cute. <laughs> were, you, were you breathing? I have not seen this film. I know. Don't Breathe 2. It's a mystery thriller horror movie. Stephen Lang remains a thrillingly imposing presence in Don't Breathe 2, but this sequel story strains to find a sensible way forward for his character, who's a blind dude. 50% rotten. 87% audience score. Did you see Don't Breathe 1? I I don't think I've sat and watched the whole thing, but I've watched bits of it, yes. 
A blind veteran must use his military training to save a young orphan from a group of thugs who break into his home. Sounds awesome. So the first one, they broke into his home house to steal money or something. And it was scary. They they thought there was a lot of money in there. They said some old blind guy had all this money and they were going to steal it. And it turns out he's a highly trained killer and stuff, right? Yeah. And he's ex-military who lost his sight later or something. I don't know. Was it a thriller like it was supposed to be a horror movie or something? Because I thought there was a horror element to it. But I've heard in this they've T2'd him where he's a good guy. I mean, an orphan, a poor little orphan guy, gotta help him. Claudia Puig, I don't know how to say, of Film Week says, The first one felt like a Hitchcock movie. And I think this sequel is less compelling because Fidi Alvarez wasn't the director. He just produced this one. John DeFore of Hollywood Reporter says, Where the first film offered genuine scares, or should I say genuine scares, Stephen? Genuine. This one is suspenseful at best, snicker-worthy at worst. Oh, I love snickers. And will beg viewers to recall the time Fonzie got on water skis and tried not to get eaten by a shark. Uh, you're fired. Oliver Jones of The Observer says, There's a healthy variety of scares, though the film gets most of its mileage out of Lang's shadow cloak scarred visage. This guy gets an A-plus for using visage. A menacing physical presence, presence that contrasts nicely with his choked whisper of a voice. I give it a 2.5 out of 4. That's fresh in my book. Okay. <laughs> 2.5 out of 4? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Noel Murray of the LA Times says, It's mostly successful. If it never in a way that improves on what came before, but yeah, fresh. Who cares? Okay. Christy Lemire of RogerEbert.com says, don't Breathe 2 can't quite match the novelty and thrills of the surprise hit 2016 original. Remember then when there was no COVID? 2.5 out of 4. Now, why'd she have to bring that into it? Come on. Okay. She's just rubbing our faces now. But she is right. I do miss... I don't miss that year. It was a terrible year, but still. Uh, Derek Smith of Slant Magazine, who... Okay. The film's gore is just as likely to invoke fear as to serve as a killer punchline to one of Rodo Saigi's set pieces. I don't know how to say that. <sighs> Drinking my tea, Stephen. Keep Mo that voice fresh. Me, 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 me. Mark Dujicic of Mark Reviews Movies. Oh, is that what he does? Jason makes podcasts. That's my website. There's a lot of odd thinking in this movie. 1.5 out of 4. He got paid $500 for that review. Does that seem fair, Steve? Mark Reviews Movies doesn't get paid at all. Mark Reviews <laughs> Movies poorly. <laughs> for free. Nate Adams, the only critic. Uh, I beg to differ, Nate. There's a whole bunch of critics on here. Lang remains a hulking, physically dominant actor, but his performance can't address the elephant in the room. Why in the world am I rooting for a rapist and murderer? D minus. I'll watch Terra Nova reruns instead. Ooh. <laughs> Remember he was on Terra Nova, Steve. <laughs> Rendy Jones of Rendy Reviews Movies. Wait a second. 
There's a clear level of craftsmanship and thrills, but this sequel desperately emphasizes a tale of redemption with an already irredeemable character. It makes up for being a murderer and a rapist by the end. This is a happy family movie, 2.5 out of 5. He was a murderer and rapist in the <laughs> first movie or in this one? I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I, don't, I guess I don't know the first movie. I just thought he was... He's raping thugs. It's okay. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> this is terrible. Who who endorses this film? Keep it away from me. Who wrote this? Now, uh, there's a new movie. This one on Apple Plus, Stephen. If you ever get the Apple Plus to watch Ted Lasso, you can watch Coda. Coda's story offers a few surprises, but strong representation and a terrific cast, led by Amelia Jones' brilliant performance, bring this coming-of-age story vividly to life. Children of deaf adults. That's what Coda stands for. Yes. 17-year-old Ruby is the sole hearing member of a deaf family. A Coda, a child of deaf adult. What? I knew it. <laughs> Her life It's like I've around- seen a commercial for it or something. <laughs> Her life resolves, revolves around acting as an interpreter for her parents, but Marley Matlin and Troy Kotzer, and working on the family's struggling fishing boat every day before school with her father and older brother. But when Ruby joins her high school's choir club, she discovers a gift for singing and soon finds herself drawn to her duet partner, Miles. Oh, I bet he's hot and hunky, right? Encouraged by her enthusiastic, tough love choir master to apply to her prestigious music school, Ruby finds herself torn between the obligations she feels to her family and the pursuit of her own dreams. What will she do, Stephen? I'm going to predict at the end her family tells her, Go, Go fly! Live. Fly away! Be free! Am I right? What is Christy Lemire of Film she'll, Week? She'll give up her dreams to go work on the fishing <laughs> just boat. Just going to interpret for you guys on the fishing boat. Yeah, I'll I can sing, sing the to the fish. Yeah, sing to the fish. When you sing to the fish, they <laughs> swim to the top and we easily catch them. Christy Lemire says, You will cry in the best possible ways, even though you will know better. The kind of formula... It's kind of formulaic, but it's just warm and true. <laughs> Pete... Rainer says, as effective as it is, and it is an effective sheer jerker, it goes down the checklist of things to push your buttons on. It's almost like a really well-designed Broadway show. Oh, I am so ready to have a good cry, Stephen. Get some tissues ready. <laughs> she doesn't want to leave family, but she's got to sing, damn it. Claudia Puig, I believe we saw her previously. Yes. This is a familiar kind of story, but it sidesteps the cliches and the formula to be something quite moving. This is a feel-good movie in the best sense. All right. Clarice Lowry, who we saw before. As with so much in Coda, it's simple, but so beautifully executed. Richard Roper. The conflict is unique, but the dynamic is universal. Three out of four. What is this? Is it like... Does he have somewhere to be or something? You're actually paid by a real newspaper. <laughs> I gotta find a bad review. These are all good reviews. Come on. No bads? Look at these. There's oh, a bad uh, Here one. we go. David Fear. Fear. Fear my... Uh, fear my reviews. 
of <laughs> Rolling Stone. <laughs> the knock here isn't that it's a blatantly feel-good movie. It's that it's like watching several of those kinds of movies jockeying for space and the pile-up turning into something that's too much, yet not enough. Don't ever watch this movie. I'm not even going to give it a score. David Fear. It's like, huh, David Fear. Man, this has got a lot of fresh reviews. I think David Fear is the only... Oh, oh, Tom Schoen. Coda is all quirks on top and deeply conventional underneath. Two out of five. (laughs) Okay. All right, that's two reviews out of a hundred. There's a third. Tim Roby. There's a version of Cyan Heater's film that might have been sincerely wonderful and a real step forward for deaf representation. Alas, it's not this one at all. <laughs> Two out of five. Uh, he's so proud of himself, isn't he? You know, this is pretty... I'm... Do you feel bad being the only three people out of, like, a hundred people giving it a bad review? Yeah, you want to be... Ma- Lumped in with that fear guy. <laughs> Rich Juzwiak of the Mew says... Oh, wait, no, no, no. He gave it a good review. Chuck Bowen of Slant Magazine says... The film is at its most moving in those rare moments when it's capturing the nourishing bond ritual among a deaf family. Two out of four. Sounds like he's Not okay. bad, not good. Just kind of averagey movie. Like this guy. Philip DeSemlin Limp. It's a likable movie, but very familiar. Three out of five. You know. That's essentially the same review, right? (laughs) Yeah. Coda is the name of the film. 96% fresh. You know what that gets, Steven? It's because you can't hate on a uh, impairment of a person. That's what... Yeah. Well, I guess it's a really sweet movie, and it's it's rated except for those, fresh, Stephen. Except for those four people. Yeah, that is our fresh movie of the week, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Respect and all sorts of other movies. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I didn't check to see if we had any DVD releases. Didn't I promise we would do DVDs last time? Uh, I think you did. They even release DVDs anymore. I don't think so. DVD uh, duplication pirating empire. It's not a game. It's not a game, Dougie. Now, Stephen, uh, I think we promised we'd do the DVDs for everybody in the last episode, so we should probably do it this time. But here's the problem: we're pretty rusty, and we haven't sang the song in a long time. And plus, this is the age of 4K now. Maybe it's time we change the lyrics. You know when I go H, we go HD, HD Blu-ray standard, standard definition. Defi- Maybe we should change it to HD 4K standard definition. Okay, think okay. we could do that. Sure. <laughs> All right. Or <clears throat> Blu-ray 4K standard definition. Yeah, Blu-ray 4K standard definition. Okay, let's do it. Ready? Let's go. Let's do some DVDs! Let's do some DVDs! Let's do some DVDs! 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 HD 4K standard definition! 
Steven, do we mess that up really bad? <laughs> Blu-ray. It's you got to do it again. Blu-ray 4K standard standard definition. Is that close enough, or should we do it again? <laughs> we'll get better. <laughs> I don't think we should lose our voices over this. <laughs> All right, Steven. You may have to put it on words up there so we remember. <laughs> <laughs> Blu-ray and DVD release releases for Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Sisters, Cousins, Nephew. <laughs> yeah. Starring Samuel L. Jackson, Salma Hayek. Uh, it's got the Ryan Reynolds in there. Something like that. Uh, what do you think? I think it's also coming out on the 4K Blu-ray. And you can buy the Best Buy Steelbook. Ooh. Yes. Did you see the first one? The Hitman's no. Bodyguard? No, I didn't. Neither did I. You know, I think Heather's parents saw it in the theater. Did they enjoy it? It was cute. It was cute. Okay. Um, The Waterman. I have no idea what the... <laughs> I've never even heard of that. The Waterman. Well, it's okay. not in 4K. Yeah, it's, it's just standard DVD definition. and Blu-ray. Uh, A Discovery of Witches Season 2. I have no idea what this is. NCIS, the 18th. Can somebody kill the show already? <laughs> Seriously? Mark have, Harmon needs have a nest egg to retire on. Have you seen how bad his hair is on that show? <laughs> I haven't watched it in years. Jesus. Now, this show, this movie, I can't believe, I hate when people call a movie a show. Hey, did you see that show? Hey, what show are you talking about? Fast Nine. It's a good show. It's like, it's a freaking movie, it's you a asshole. It's a movie, a film, whatever you want to call it. Not it's, a show. It's starring that one guy, Vin Diesel. No, 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 the other guy. Uh, Paul Walker. No, 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 he's dead. No, I know. I just. The whoa. bold guy. No, 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 he's the other guy. The guy who's in the thing. The Rock? Oh, I just saw it. No, 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 no. He, he does the, what The Rock does, though. Uh, Timothy Dalton? <laughs> 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 no, no, he, he, he does, uh, he, um, he, he had his job. Daniel Craig. No. <laughs> he had The Rock's job. Remember when The Rock used to be on TV all the time on that one show? Like Chris Rock? No, he plays <laughs> his brother. I'm so confused. I'm so confused at this point. Are you talking about John Cena? Yeah, yeah, Tim, he plays his brother. He plays the Vin Diesel's brother. It's all about family, but he's a bad guy. Why is he a bad guy? It's all about family. But his brother's his family and he's a bad guy? This sounds like it's going to turn the whole franchise it's upside down. It's all about down. family. It's like, yeah, okay. How about instead we go see Riders of Justice, starring Mads Mikkelsen. Now listen to this. A mother and her daughter, Matilda must take a train to school when the mother's car breaks down and Matilda's bike is stolen. Tragedy strikes when a train crash kills Matilda's mother. Matilda's father returns from the overseas military service to take care of his daughter. The father-daughter relationship soon becomes strained as they struggle to cope with the death of the beloved mother and wife. But life is about to take a strange twist when they meet a mathematics genius, Otto, who says he can prove that the train crash was no accident but a revenge plot. Holy shit! Did you see that coming? That sounds like the movie Pie. Writers of <laughs> Justice. That sounds pretty cool. 
wait a second. Here's is some. this going to be one of these movies that usually stars Bruce Willis? This is called Rogue Hostage. <laughs> Starring Tyrese Gibson and John Malkovich. Rogue Hostage tells the story of Kyle Snowden, a former Marine turned single father who now works in child protective services. While stopping by to check on a former foster child he had worked with in the past, Snowden becomes imprisoned in the stepfather's store by a group of armed militants. Snowden must then race against time and mayhem to save himself and the group of hostages the militants have also imprisoned, including his own young child, an elected official, and his former charge. While nothing seems to make sense in the beginning, it soon becomes obvious that the hostages are connected in some way. But how? Ask Otto, the mathematician. Because they're causing the train wreck in the other (laughs) movie. Rogue hostage. (laughs) This next one has me messed up, Stephen. It's called Shook. (laughs) I like that it's got no stars. No stars. This movie's got me... Shook up. It's starring Daisy Tudor, Emily Goss, and uh, Nicola Posner. Okay? You know, all those people. This is a, one of them horror movies, Stephen. Mia has a boring day job, but her side gig as a social media star and influencer is gaining followers and traction. Okay? Her online show presents her as a person living in a rich and famous lifestyle. But the whole thing is staged and a fraud. However, Mia's real problem began when she becomes the target of a sadistic follower who embroils her in a cruel game. Oh, I I wanted to say cat and mouse so bad. A cruel game that forces her to perform tasks and answer riddles. Or her fellow social media friends will die. The game gets more terrifying when Mia is assigned tasks to inflict pain upon herself and Otto, the mathematician. Didn't they kind of do that movie before where you had to do... (coughs) (laughs) What? (coughs) Steven, are you okay? They did the movie where you had to do tasks or you get killed. Yeah, they they make Uh, a lot of those movies. Some Rossum movie or something. I just wanted to quickly mention that Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is also going to be on a blue Best Buy steelbook. And Labyrinth, the 1986, is in 4K. How'd you like to see that movie in 4K, Stephen? Hells yeah. We also have a movie called Stay Out of the Attic, starring Morgan Alexandria and Bryce Fernelius and Michael Flynn. Imani and Carlos are ex-convicts working for Albert Schillinger. At a moving company. Albert's men were hired to move the belongings of a wealthy old man, Vern Mueller. Vern claims he will pay extra if everything is moved within the evening. The attic and basement were to be left alone, but why? On the evening of the move, Vern traps him in the mansion. The ex-convict must work together to unravel Vern's secrets of what lies in the attic with the help of... Otto, <laughs> the, the mathematician. That's right. Stay out of the attic. That guy's popular. He sure is. This is interesting. He can boost any movie. Check this movie out, Stephen. The Truffle Hunters. That's right. The Truffle Hunters. I Are think still is- in this movie from 
Pig with yeah. Nick Cage. I think this is a documentary. One of the most prized and rarest commodities in the albatruffle is the albatruffle, Jesus, Jason, only hailing in the remote forests of Italy. The truffle has eluded modern excavation techniques for decades. However, one fellowship of a gray and old Italian... One fellowship of gray and old Italian natives are skilled in locating the truffle. From generations, old techniques, and the help of their trained dogs, the men sneak out at night to round up the truffle. Their findings spark a greed-introduced buying war in the market across in markets across the world. In a story of tradition, greed, and friendship, the old men carry on their duty harvesting the Alba truffle. No auto in that one. Bummer. Can't use mathematics to find those truffles. <laughs> That's DVD, Stephen. That's all I got. You know, what do you think about their, um, their bringing back Dexter on Showtime? Yes. What do you think of that? Um, well, like I said, I only watched like the first season. I kind of fell out after that because of traveling and then just, just forgot about it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I think I'm out, you know. You're out. Done. Yeah. Dexter, I'm out of Dexter. But, Stephen, that was the DVDs, guys. I'm sorry I'm not as good as uh, Will, but still, it was a lot of fun. And I'm going to play a drop for you guys, so you'll be happy. Ooh, Ninja Star to the Head! Ow! That's right. Ninja Star to the Head. All right, guys, that's DVDs. And... Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And see. It was it was pretty great. <laughs> all right, guys, that was our show this evening. Thank you so much for joining me, Stephen. We had a lot of great talk about home theater. Uh, we talked about uh, The Quiet Place 2, The Suicide Squad, and uh, shows we're watching. So that was good times. Yes. I hope that uh, Jimmy's doing well driving right now to California. Hope he's being safe <laughs> on the road there, taking I'll, some breaks. I hope and- everyone's staying safe from the uh, Delta variant and wearing a mask everywhere you go. Oh, you mean you're not? Huh? You think you're special over here? Uh, also, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Hey, if you want to, send us a voicemail just like Adam did. It'd be great to hear from some people, wouldn't it? I want to know what all these people are doing right now. Some Adam Sexton, some Adam from the Bay Area, maybe a Rick. Yeah, I talked to Adam from the Bay Area. He is, uh, working hard. He's very busy, but, uh, hopefully he will drop us a line sometime. Maybe he did. Let me check my old emails. Like, so let's see what I got here. Uh, I got a little bit of this. Got a little bit of that. So, guys, if you would uh, leave a voicemail sometime. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you would, visit etlandfield.com. There you can find all of our old shows. Like our last episode, 317, with special guest Jimmy Good. That was good times. And hopefully we'll have some more guests soon. You know, I was talking to Ross. He would like to do the show with us soon. Nice. I would like to give all my best wishes, well wishes, to Ross's family who've come down with a, you know, case of the COVID. And I hope they're, so far it's just hope like cold-like well. symptoms, but 
your your family is in our thoughts, Ross, and we hope everybody gets better very soon. We're all thinking about you, and hopefully you can be on the show soon. Yes. Also, you know, remember, you can send us a voicemail at nimpodcast.gmail.com or, you know, drop me a line. Sometimes, you know, I'm like, nobody's listening, Stephen. What do we do? But it's nice when somebody well, tells us. We've been away for a while. Nobody knows that we're coming back doing stuff. So yeah. we're back. You know, I almost didn't do a show tonight. <laughs> I was like, do I want to? Yeah, I do. We got to talk about the Suicide Squad. All right, guys, that's our show. What are you waiting for? Go out there and watch some movies and play some games, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Steven. Bye, Jason. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be reminded. thinking about right now no that num num no no it's not num num now this is podcasting this podcast is part of the pod syndicate family for more criminally compelling shows articles and conversations head to wearepodsyndicate.com